I do have three companies that make $100 million a year. These are all bull. Uh, th this is from, from Cal, but go ahead and just oh take... God. This is a six-figure necklace. And so what I want to do is I want to give it to you. And here's the deal, Jack. I got something for you, bro. What up, primals? The name is Liver King because liver is king. Welcome back to the Iced Coffee Power Hour. So far, this podcast has made the equivalent of one million livers. So wow. Put a, put, a, put a currency on that, though. Like USD, how much would one million livers be equivalent to? Uh, I love that okay. you're asking this, right? Because you can't box me in, right? right? Um, liver is the most valuable thing that I know of, right? And real leadership is seeing worth and potential in people and in things and in opportunities that they yet don't see in themselves. This is what I see in you guys. This is part of the reason why I was so excited to hook up with you guys, right? Because of the great things that you're doing in the world. So what I'm really saying is like the value that you guys are doing and the potential that you have, the kinetic energy that you have is invaluable, it's immeasurable, right? So the most valuable thing that I know is liver. And we brought some liver that we're gonna be able to share here in a couple of minutes. So what's the currency that you can put on that? You can't box me in and put a currency on that. I would just say it's the most valuable possible thing. Sure, well the currency on this podcast is $267,000. So <laughs> you can put a price on that. So yeah. we wanna get into your story because it's, I mean, it's a pretty well-known fact. You're also an entrepreneur. You have multiple different businesses. And I mean, I heard like a number thrown around a hundred million dollars in like, you know, evaluation of your businesses or something like that. I want to know the entrepreneurial side of things, where you started and how you got to where you are now. Okay. Well, I give you my word that I'm going to answer that question right after I, I tell you guys how appreciative, how grateful I am for you having me here today. Right. I want, because I hear this all the time. Hey, thank you for coming. Hey, thank you for having me. Right? I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Right? I just want to look you guys in the eye so that you can feel what I feel. Right? So I can put some words to what thank you really means to me. Because this is really what I stand for. This harkens back to the question that you asked before I did that introduction. It's really why do I exist in life? Right? It's because I'm the CEO of the Ancestral Lifestyle. Because people are living a life today of hurt, hate, suffer, struggle. Right? People are living with depression, anxiety, autoimmune conditions, infertility. There's a better life to live. And you guys know about this life because I know you guys are living it. It's full of excitement. It's full of adventure. It's full of light, love, and laughter. This is a life that's worth living. And so we can talk about all the entrepreneur things, but when I say thank you for having me on, I just so desperately need you guys to be kicking ass and doing what you're doing because how is this message going to grow like wildfire? How are we going to get the message out to go mainstream if I don't have opportunities like this? When I say thank you, those words, that's precisely what I mean. Cool. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on. It means a ton to us too. As soon as we saw that DM uh, on our account, I mean, like we just lit up. We got super excited, did a ton of research, and we could not be more excited to have you on. Hell yeah. So I'll answer your question, and I don't mean to continue to dodge questions, but um, the two most commonly, questions, uh, commonly asked questions I get is normally like, uh, how much do you lift? How long have you been working out? Mm -hmm. How much money do you make? And I'm like, oh my God, like... You, trust me, you don't even want to hear this answer. Right? <laughs> if I tell you I've been working out for 37 years, which is true, it's like, you guess what? You're not even going to go try. No. You won't even go work out for 20 years if you think, if you... If you I disagree. I think people are curious. Well, I, th I think it shows the dedication and the consistency that's required. So I think the people that get turned off from that wouldn't be appreciative of your methods to begin with. So I think, you know, it, it almost acts like a filter. Well, okay. I'm glad you pushed back. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit sure. more context. Um so you're right, I do have three companies that make $100 million a year. They're all high margin companies. I have more companies also that, that are kicking ass, but we'll focus on these three. I feel comfortable sharing a whole lot of information about that. What I wish other people would ask is, 
do you lift enough weight to put yourself in unstoppable momentum, right? Do you lift enough weight to create the right types of stimulus, the right types of adaptation to, to live a growth and a gains and an abundant mindset? And if you ask that question, right, because that's a resounding yes, how do you do it and why do you do it? This is what I want to hear a lot more. My why in the world is what I've shared with you when we started, right? It's people go to a job that they hate. They come home to a life that they don't love. They sedate themselves with enough junk food, with enough soda, with enough medication, Netflix, whatever, right? Call it a day, call it a week, call it a week. Call it, this is their life, right? Again, this is my why, mm -hmm. right? I have kids that grew up going to the hospital. I don't know if you guys did any research on this, but my kids couldn't breathe, right? They turned blue. Like, do, do, does anyone here have kids? You don't have kids, right? No. Yeah. What a horrific <clears throat> feeling this is, right? When your kids stop breathing, they're turning blue. You give them an EpiPen. It starts to help a little bit, but you don't even know how it happened or how it's going to come back. This is my why in the world, right? We figured this out. It was my fault. It was, it was what I was feeding them. And, and I went to every doctor. What you did know? you feed them? I, I fed them the, the standard, the, the traditional American diet. And I was given, I thought it was healthy because it was from Whole Foods. Did they have an allergic reaction or what, what was the cause? We, we believe so. That was the best explanation. That was an allergic reaction to something that we don't know. Okay. Um, and you never knew what it was going to be. They got hives from, from our own. Listen, they were wheezing all the time. They couldn't breathe in life. Like it was very rare that they could actually take a full breath. And this just became normal, right? And so just by doing some of these basic ancestral things, predominantly we just started with eating. We returned them back to nose to tail eating. The light bulb came on, right? A, a personality was expressed that we never knew they had, right? This is my why in the world, right? This is why I do this stuff. And, and, and how I do it is with the Liver King company, right? We went from zero to six million followers in one year. And, and we have 250 million impressions a month, right? This is pretty extraordinary. Right? This is how I'm doing it, is by model teaching and preaching this message so that it goes mainstream. I have these companies that are kicking ass in life. They're doing, three are doing 100 million a year, right? But, but if we look at the money, really, money's a proxy for the value that we create in the world, right? Would, yeah. you, would you agree? Right. So money's just a proxy for the value. And so then, I, then I'd normally say back, okay, so you brought this up. You wanted me to explain these three companies, 100 million, which we're starting to get into. Right after 10 minutes of me mouthing off. So, so now we're getting into this. And so I would like to ask you back. I'm, I want to get a little bit deeper. Why do you ask? Why do you care? Why do I ask? I think it would be a really inspirational story where you could talk about, you know, growing these different businesses, why you decided to grow them, like you just mentioned, where you were before, what it took, and then that hopefully could inspire some viewer to do something similar with their life. I, yeah, I love we that. have a very entrepreneurial audience who just wants to make money. They want to better themselves. And so I think... Hearing stories like this, it's it's always interesting. I think it, peak, it piques people's curiosity to see what developed it, what started the idea, how did you do it? Because a lot of people think, oh, maybe maybe you're naturally gifted from the very beginning. Maybe you had this in. Maybe you had a connection. How did you do it? And hearing the stories from the ground up just gives people a reason to believe that you know there, there's more ways to do something than just a standard method. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah, this is exciting. And I'm glad that how many layers you went deep, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just how much you make, it's why do you do it, right? How do you do it? What it is that you do? Because again, we can talk about it from a transactional standpoint. I think it's really easy to achieve. People end up making a ton of money. They've achieved, they've achieved it. And, and now they have an empty life. And that's why I just think it's so important to make sure that we pair, hey, how much money do you make? Why do you do it? Why do you create that kind of value in the world? How do you do it? And then what is it? First off, just to lay the foundation down. Where were you born? 
what was like childhood like? Yeah. And then let's move on to like high school and like were you an academic person, cool. potentially college? Yeah, all that was, uh, uh, I'm just thinking, was I an academic person? I was just trying to survive days, you know? Um, so I guess we'll get to that. I was born on a naval air station in, in Ceiba, Puerto Rico. I come from a military family. My dad died before I had a memory of, of, of him as he was serving. And, um, and so uh, we were stationed in San Antonio at the time. And um, I just remember elementary school was amazing. I loved elementary school. Um, I, it's not that I had friends in elementary school, but I came home and I had friends that lived up the street. That was pretty cool. Um, and uh, I think this is where business actually started. At eight years old, I figured out that you could start selling candy on the street. And I would buy it for probably 50 cents a bar, and I would sell it for 60 cents. You know, But, um, but with enough of that, I was like, oh, I'm starting to make money. And I don't know if you guys remember, um, Sam's Club came out. And now you could buy a whole box of them. And now you could buy them for like 20 cents a bar and sell them still for 60 cents. And people would call me and I would deliver it to them. And I loved it, right? Like this gave me some confidence. And so I remember now going, going to middle school. Middle school was horrific. I got the shit kicked out of me every single day. Um, and I think that this is what really helped me get through. I did work out so I could control some outcomes in my life. That made me feel good. But I also saw a lot of entrepreneurial uh, opportunities. I had a friend, Peter, who said, hey, you want to go sell newspapers with me? I was like, what does that involve? And, uh, and it was newspaper subscriptions. And I'll never forget the first time we went. Some grown man was taking us 10-year-olds around, dropping us somewhere on the other side mm -hmm. of town. And I remember Peter's first pitch. You know, he, he knocked on the door and it was, excuse me, ma'am. You currently subscribe to the San Antonio Light, which is no longer a business. You currently subscribe to this. We just would like for you to renew your subscription. We want to give it to you absolutely free. And I was like, how is this going to work? And she starts signing and goes, all you have to do is pay for Sunday. Sunday, 75 cents. And she's like, oh, hey, you caught me. This isn't going to work out. You know, we're not going to renew. And then Peter said, well, ma'am, would it be okay if I just got a glass of water? Could you give me a glass of water? She would invite us in. We're little kids. Mm -hmm. She would invite us in, give us a glass of water. He would ask about a picture or something in the house. And he would say, man, we're just trying to make a couple of bucks. Right? If you're not going to do it for you, you think you could help us out? And almost all the time, <laughs> it worked out. Wow. But here's where we really made the money. Is at the end of the day, we're waiting for this adult man to come pick us up in the van. And, and we just got to be there. Let's say he says, you got to be there between 3 and 4. Well, you better be there at 2.45. He normally picked you up at 5. So now we got like two hours of dead time. This is where we really made our money was kind of panhandling at the gas station, at the pickup point, right? We're sweating bullets because it's summertime. And then as the customers would walk out of the 7-Eleven or whatever, uh, excuse me, sir, it's really hot outside. Could you spare 15 cents so that we could get a cold beverage? And you almost, got a, almost always got a quarter or a dollar, whatever that was, right? And, and so I think early on, I started to see some of these things. I'll tell you this one last story. When I was mm -hmm. in middle school, I started to figure out, uh, did you guys ever see people that would do pencil fighting? No, what is that? So you, you hold, I wish we had pencils. It would be so cool to do this. <laughs> you hold one pencil like this, yeah. right? And your opponent is holding his other pencil and he's, he's trying to break your pencil when you hold it like that, right? And, and of course, if your pencil breaks and you lose, yeah. right? And it gets so popular that now people are saying, hey man, I'll buy your pencil from you. And so people are buying pencils for 25 cents, right? Because of how competitive and all the testosterone going on. And, um, and so, I, of course, I saw that as an opportunity. I went to the 99 cent store and I bought a bag of pencils for a dollar. And so now it's like five cents a pencil. I can sell it for 25 cents. And, um, and the number one problem in pencil fighting is the eraser would fall off. There's like Try. this metal clasp. I took duct tape, but just a little sliver of duct tape to secure that eraser. And I, and I could differentiate my pencils from everybody else's pencils. And I would sell out pencils and I would come home with all these quarters. And, and again, like I got the shit kicked out of me almost every day. And half the time people did take my money. 
but I felt like a million bucks that I figured some of this stuff out that I could control these outcomes in my life. And this is what I'm talking about. Some of these opportunities when you're younger, right? When we're not distracted by the phone, what the mind can do, what the mind can invent, right? What the mind can even see. So this is pretty much my upbringing in, in San Antonio. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. I was just going to ask, why do you think they picked you to bully? Oh, I, I know why. I, I was the only one of my kind. Uh, nobody looked the way I looked. I was the only white guy at school. I was the only white guy at school, um, and uh, I was tiny. I mean, even going into uh, high school, I was under five foot tall. And so in middle school, I was really short. You know, I was really short. I was really little. Um, I had no concept of self-worth. I was completely embarrassed. Like, I would look at myself and the way I dressed, the way I looked, you know. In elementary school, I don't think it ever occurred to me, you know, to look at myself like that. And then when you're called all these names and, and then people can manhandle you, and you've never stood up for yourself and you don't have a dad to put his arm around you and say, hey, man, punch that guy back in the face. Stand up for yourself. You know, do something. Mm. I never did any of it. So, I mean, I, I could say, like, I was an easy target, but I was the easiest target. I was tiny. I was little. I was the only one of my kind. I took it, you know, and, and so this is just what happened, you know, for about four or five years from about 10 or 11 to about 15 years old mm. is what happened. And how did that shape you in your life? What did well, it change? Yeah, I would say it, it forged me into the evolutionary hunter that I am today. Right? You know what? I'm so glad that you asked that because people, when I tell it, it's like, oh, this is a sad story. Right? I couldn't be more grateful for those years. This was my first rite of passage. You know, I would say most people never actually have a legitimate rite of passage in their life. So this was the hardest thing that I'd ever been through at that time in my life. And um, for a long time, I was almost embarrassed to tell my kids about it. I was embarrassed to tell my kids about that. And then I realized, like, this is what gave me the strength. This is what gave me my first rite of passage, my first true struggle that I overcame, that I saw, I, I was able to claw my way out of that myself. Right? And then when you start to figure out those things on your own, right, this is what forges your character. Yeah, so I couldn't be more grateful. You know, what kind of value did I get out of that? I mean, determination, resilience, robustness, you know. Um, when I saw that I got myself out of it, like extreme ownership, real leadership, you know, I figured out that I could actually control and create the life that I actually want to live in. And it made me work out harder. And then one day I actually figured out what real strength is. Right now, when you can impose that kind of force of will, not just physically, but mentally, intellectually, right? Like people say, oh, I'm the, I'm the most dangerous man in the room. And I start cracking up like, well, really? I would say you certainly are in this room currently. You could beat speaking. all of us. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But, 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 I wouldn't pick a fight with you. <laughs> you could take yeah. all of us on at once. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know that because I do that actually all the time. But, but, the, but the, this is actually my point, yeah. right? The most dangerous man in the room is not the strongest guy in the room, right? Because I hear people say this. Oh, yeah, this is my goal to be the, the most dangerous man in the room. Like, what does that mean? Right. Oh, because I'm like this far in jujitsu, you know, because I'm this proficient, you know, like with 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 uh, firearms and stuff like that. I'm like, OK, cool. You're a warrior. Right. But like what a real king does. Right. Is he's able to achieve his outcome. Right. He's able to unite. He's able to provide a cause for a fight and unite. And achieve. that's the most dangerous guy in the room. Right. So I started to figure out like the, the physical part that, that came pretty early. I, I did figure out I would say four, 14. Start working out then. No, I started working out at eight. Eight. Eight or nine. How, how at nine years old did you go start working out? Like, what did you use? Yeah, my Let's mom's boyfriend. His name was Michael Gleinsner. Okay. He gave me uh, a bench. He's like, hey, I got this old bench. I'm sure he saw something in me. Hey, do you sure. want it? It was all, it was horrific. It was falling apart. It was rusty. Cobwebs. I, I loved it, you know, and I, I was just drawn to it. I think we're drawn to work, you know, and then when you work, we're wired this way. When you fight, overcome, and persevere, you get rewarded with a, with a boost of androgens and dopamine to do more of the same. He gave me this stuff. I started to do it, and I loved it. I never stopped doing it. I remained pretty small, height-wise, but I remember I started to like build a chest, and I would take my shirt off every time I had the opportunity. Nobody really cared for a while. 
But then people started to care at about 14. At about 14, I heard somebody say, I've, I've told this story before, but somebody said, you look like Marky Mark. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. I, it changed my life, probably. I mean, really, no joke. I, I, it made my day. It made my year. Maybe made my life. So I went back and I doubled down on everything. And then people would ask me all the time. I could see that my peers wanted to be like me. And for the first time ever, girls started to notice me. So about that age, I started to realize that I had some, I had physical strength, right? but when you start to figure out the strength socially, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, like from a holistic level, I think that's where the danger comes from, right? When I say danger effective, right? When you're the, 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 the most physically dominating man, okay, are you dangerous? Sure. But you're not the most dangerous man in the room, right? Like a true king can achieve those outcomes that he wants to see in the world without fighting, yep. right? I mean, that's a warrior archetype. So that, that's kind of what I'd figured out at around that age. But if you want to talk about grades, my grades were horrific. My grade, I, I didn't study anything. I didn't study a single day Why for not? anything. But, well, for first of all, for five years, I was trying to figure out how to survive. Sure. I mean, I would get punched and I would just wake up and the bell had already rung. And I was like, okay, it happened again. Right? You, I mean, you punched, knocked out. You wake up, okay, got to, okay, what time the is it? The teacher's not doing any, anything? Oh, my God. No? No, dude, if the teachers would break up a fight, they would get the handed to them serious at the end of the, the only one that would break up fights would be the coaches and then the coaches would come from halfway across the campus and so by that sure. time everybody's bloody and there's gangs and people brought guns to school back then steel toe mm -hmm. boots and guns so all i cared about was trying to survive really back then like i didn't give a about grades and so i continued to not give a about grades until um my mom said hey you got to take the sat i'm like okay i'll take the sat i swear to god i cheated with the person next to me of course i, I think i knew that the questions were different but it was the best that I knew to do. I mean, I didn't understand anything sure. on this thing. Um, my mom really forced me to go to college, to go to community college. I couldn't get into any college. I got to a community college. But this is this is the truth. You guys are going to love this. Um, oh, they were all remedial classes, all of them. And um, the students in there next to me, they couldn't speak English. So I'm starting to realize I'm doing math and reading and, and these basic you know, uh, subjects with people that can't speak English. I, and I think to myself, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, at the time it's Brian. I'm so, I'm so wired to say, and Liver King thinks this, right? Yeah. But Brian thinks, oh my God, you're better than this, man. Like, you, you got to do better. You got to be better. So I took things seriously. I took them so seriously that um, I made straight A's from then on. I got a full ride. I got into an actual college. I got into Texas Tech University. I got a full academic scholarship. I graduated with, the, with a 3.92 GPA. I did an undergraduate thesis in biochemistry. Um, so I got my Right. But I mean, I do nothing, you know, and so uh, my kids are homeschooled. They're, they're self-taught right now. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, you know, the friends will come over that they know physics, you know, that they, they know like some legitimate, you know, stuff. And sometimes Liver Queen is like, um, hey, does that ever worry you? And I'm like, does that worry me? Listen, I went to 18 years old before I started to study some of that stuff. But let me tell you the value that we're creating in our boys. Right? Like we, we, we brought them into everything that I do. I don't go anywhere without them. So again, thank you for being mm -hmm. uh, uh, so gracious to host them here too, because I don't go anywhere without my family. Mm -hmm. They've been to the Amazon. They've been to Africa this year. We're going to Mongolia and Dubai next month, right? Um, all the business conversations I have, they're brought into that, right? So it's like, the, the I feel like the upbringing that they're get, getting right now is pretty profound. Sure. Right? That's important to me. So um, I, I didn't care about grades until I had to care about grades. Um, and, and then when I cared about grades, you know, I, I, I listen, I know... I don't have the highest IQ in the room, but I know that the, the, my, the students next to me were smart and they were all going to take the MCAT and they were all going to get into medical school and I'm just scared as shit.
shit, oh my God, this is my competition. So while you guys are going to frat parties or doing anything, I'm home and I'm studying and I'm figuring out how to be resourceful, how to get the A's that I need to get. So number one, I can continue with the income with the scholarship that I have. And number two, so I can get into medical school. So that's sort of my, my, uh, my upbringing up until to college, that, that's what happened. And when did Brian turn into Liver King? How did you do it and why? Well, I'm curious if, you, if what the first job you had is. Yeah, the first professional job. Yeah, is it right out of college? I was 21 years old and I learned about a pharmaceutical rep. I learned what that was because meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this undergrad thesis so that I can go to a Texas Tech medical school branch. Otherwise, why would you undertake such an endeavor? This is like, I had to get a, a, you know, a board, a committee, I mean, I can't tell you how many hours, you know, of research and, and effort went into this. And then I realized um, I didn't have any, any idea what I wanted to do. I was at a, an orientation. Everybody had gray hair. Half of them were engineers. And I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm 21 years old. And, and, and I started asking questions. What are y'all doing here? And half of them were switching their careers at this stage in their life. And I started thinking, oh, my God, I've never thought about this. My mom chose my curriculum for me. Mm. My, my, my dad was in medicine. He was a veterinarian. And so I started thinking, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then this just happened by the grace. It was like, hey, so my friend is a pharmaceutical rep and here's how much money she makes. And all I knew is like, I love to snowboard. I love to travel. I don't think that's inexpensive. Hey, I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna go do that thing. Sure. And so I started to do that thing and I loved it. I, I, I felt like um, I had my own territory. At the time, they only hired a pharmacist to do it. So like you have older people doing this job. And this is when I really first learned if you really want to exceed in life, it's the easiest thing that you have to do. All you got to do is work because nobody's actually willing to work. You know, it, it, all you got to do is show up and work. It blew my mind. I mean, the first year, I mean, these guys do all the mechanisms of action. They're all pharmacists. And, and I remember coming in and at first, okay, we're all competing for the same doctor's offices at first, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then I said, okay, I'm going to show up earlier. And I'm going to show up earlier. I'm going to show up earlier. And I started showing up at 4 o'clock, 4 a.m., and meeting doctors when they would go and do their rounds. And I would bring their kolaches and whatever. And at first they would never give me time. And then they would start laughing. Oh my God, Johnson, you gotta get out of here. And then they would start laughing and be like, okay, you should, and I would, I would just throw darts, you know? I'd be like, hey, let me, let me bring you a different breakfast. Hey, here's where I can provide value. Hey, I bet I can help you lose 80 pounds. Oh, okay, you got me. Okay, meet me here 15 minutes early every time, right? And, and, and then what I realized is most of the pharmaceutical reps would go home early. And then all I had to do was stay. Right, a couple more hours, and there was zero competition trying to get into these places, and and then a lot of people would take Fridays off. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I've and I found this out across across every category. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people say that they want to work hard, and a lot of people do, right? But I think for the most part, if you want to immediately separate yourself, you commit to real, legitimate, massive action, and that in and of itself is going to really help you. This, this was my first job yeah. was as a pharmaceutical rep. Then I got into device sales. It's called the neurosurgical consultant. We would do uh, uh, help neurosurgeons learn method patented procedures. Mm. Um, I thought that was a cool job for a little while. Then I met Liver Queen. I met her snowboarding and she was a, a dentist. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, because um, she was fun. She was by herself. Well, she had her, her nephew with her. Um, but uh, it's like, oh, this is my opportunity. I mean, I knew the minute I met her that she was my soulmate. And How did you meet her exactly? We were snowboarding. Uh, so so she, I was uh, riding up a lift. I was with my, my best friend at the time, at that uh, stage of my life, best man in, the, in each other's weddings. His name is Jeff mm -hmm. Parchman. We're on a, a lift together, on a chairlift. It's his first time going up the mountain. And I'm probably about 150 yards in front of me. I see her snapping on her snowboard. And all I see... 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She has a ponytail and a helmet. She's wearing goggles, right? But like, this is what I figured out in life. This is work hard, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how many people are, are going to go take that rep? I mean, I'd taken that rep. I already had a date set up that day, right? Because I'd already taken that many reps. And so this was another rep. And, and she didn't give me the time of day. She kept snowboarding. She, she, I don't, she says that she didn't hear me. But um, then I caught her in the lift line. And I just said, hey, where's the rest of your crew? And she said, oh, my nephew, he's in, he's in ski school. And I'm like, oh, cool. That means you like me. And I said, I know this mountain. Let me show you around. And I mean, as soon as we got into the chairlift and I saw her face and I, and I looked into her eyes, I could feel, I knew this. I'd never been in a real serious relationship in my life. So we got engaged in like six or seven weeks. We got married a few, like a couple months after that. And now that was 18 years ago. And so immediately um, when I learned that her background was in dentistry and she moved to Texas, she said, uh, hey, I'm, uh, I want to go you know, work for this kind of practice. And there was a few weeks that went by and uh, she was having a little bit of trouble doing what because she, she was the bomb in New York City. She was in like really successful practices there doing mm. great things. And I said, well, why don't we start a business? And so we vertically integrated. We, we, we bought a dental practice. We vertically integrated that and we started business there. And so that's really where um, I went from a couple of kind of corporate jobs to I'm going to go in on this all in on this full time. And let's, let's just talk about those first couple of jobs real quick. How much were you making at each job? Mm. And then talking about, you know, potentially how you scaled that dentistry business. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. 21 year old making like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And I mean, because pharmaceutical sales pay really well. For if you're 21? good at it. Yeah. If you're good at it, you could make a ton of money. What even is yeah. a far, like, do you, are you, you, you the person you that? I gotta remember that this is also back in like yeah. 1999. It was like a lot. Oh, this <laughs> is a while back. And, um, and I couldn't believe it. They were going to give me that much money and they were going to give me a, they gave me a company car. They gave me uh, cell phones oh. had just come out. I was getting a cell yeah. phone. I was getting a, you name it. I couldn't believe it. And they would give me a, a relocation allowance to put down on a house. And I couldn't believe it. Like I'm telling you. You know, I mean, I just, what this did for my confidence, you know, like I needed this. And what they basically said is, hey, here's a $2 million territory, go grow it. And then we're going to bonus you, incentivize you on that. And then when I realized, oh, all it takes is hard work, a little bit of ingenuity. You know, I had President's Club on the first year, really just by working hard, right? And I remember oftentimes like doctors would challenge you, right? Um, And and they they would ask you, okay, what's the mechanism of action here? What's a detox pathway? And I remember, um, oh, I'm not really sure what that is. If you give me five minutes, I'll have a definitive answer for you and I'll knock it out of the park and I'm going to provide unequivocal value. I'm not giving you five minutes. I got to go see patients. You're done. I'm n- I never respect you again. That's what they said with their eyes, right? Yeah. So I went back to the car and I would read the package insert and I would call the clinical team and then I learned about all the cytochrome P450 pathways, you name it. So the next time somebody asked me that, like, oh, that's not happening again, right? So as a pharmaceutical rep, it's really all about influence, right? It's, it's about getting time with a doctor basically to, to say why your drug is better than another drug. Or maybe even change a paradigm to say, hey, you have patients that are exhibiting these symptoms, agitation, dementia, yada, yada, yada. You know, may- maybe uh, they have intractable depression. Here's a drug that you can consider using that's on-label, sometimes off-label use. It's not indicated, but hey, your peers are doing this too. If you're having trouble with those kind of patients, you might consider this drug. And you would say your drug three times 
right? You'd say the name of your drug three mm -hmm. times at the beginning, middle, and end, and you never said the competitor, no matter what. And this is why I say, Liver King here. This is what Liver King's having for dinner. Liver King, yada, yada, Liver King out. This is why I do what I do, right? Because you're going to hear my name three times because liver is king, right? Because, because you know my why, because I got to be effective at my job to do what I'm going to do. So that's what pharmaceutical reps do. Um, that's what I was making at that time. Mm -hmm. I think when I left doing that, it was about 120. I made double that as a device rep. And, and this was known, like this kind of like the trajectory. If you kick ass in pharma, you can get into devices. You can maybe sell pacemakers, uh, neuromodulators. You could sell like MRI machines and you're going to make 250, 300,000 doing that. So when we met, she was making about 250,000 a year. I was making about 250,000 a year. And we're like, hey, let's combine forces. Yeah. Let's buy a dental practice. And then, uh, and so we, we turned um, a practice that was doing $400,000 a year into within one year, it was doing 1.2. Within three years, it was doing 5.2. And so, and, and what do you credit that to? How did you do that? You know, um, really, it's such low hanging fruit. You know, like most, most lawyers are out of the curve, but most accountants, doctors, dentists, you, you, they don't know anything about business. They know very little about business, right? And so all it took was like looking at the books and then seeing, I'm like, oh, those are a lot of bills. Who's, who are those bills going to? Oh, we're referring, you know, over to these guys. We're, we're referring over to this imaging center, Wilson Radiographic. And like, oh, cool. Uh, how much does it cost to buy an MRI machine? It's not that much. Oh, we're paying all these bills over to the dental lab. Oh, how much does it cost to start our own dental lab? Oh, it's not that much, right? So we started to vertically integrate all what all the mm. stuff that it's all first principle thing. And I had no background really in business other than the experience, right? I think people really undervalue first principle thinking, right? And just getting to work. Because I tell people this all the time. I was on the uh, Alex Hormozzi wouldn't give me the time of day. And then he gave me the time of day. And we started talking. He said, Hey, how, how are you successful? I'm like, you know how I'm successful is all I do is shoot, 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 aim. Shoot, 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 right? I take such massive action that these guys that are TEDx smarter than me, they're still coming up with strategy. All I'm doing is taking massive action and course correcting along the way. Of course, I've made mistakes along the way. This is what I attribute it to is really mm -hmm. massive action, first principle of thinking, right? Normally, I hire a consultant. And when I hire the consultant, I'm like, that's exactly what I'm not going to do. Because this is what everybody knows to do, mm -hmm. right? He might provide some insight. But almost always, I ask my first principle of thinking type questions. Oh, no, you can't. People don't buy dental labs that are dentists, you know, oh no, people don't do imaging centers that are dentists. Like, that's real interesting because, you know, half the time we don't get the radiographs back anyways, right? So now the patient care and continuity is in the basement, right? You're sending somebody over to this oral surgeon to get a tooth extracted, to get an implant placed, right? And now what's happening is the patient's coming over here. There's an infection. We can't place the crown over the tooth or the abutment, sending back to the oral surgeon, bouncing back and forth between three or four doctors. And so we said, you know, we're referring all this business out. We referred $2 billion out to oral surgery, like in the first, you know, well, we didn't, but the, the previous uh, doctor had. Why don't we just bring all that in-house? And why don't we just pay a percent to these guys? Mm. So we, we brought in every discipline of dentistry. We, we built the first vertically integrated dental center that, center that had all disciplines of dentistry. And again, this is just like basic thinking, sure. right? I guarantee you everyone here could figure that out. And, and so we called it Dentique Dentistry. It was the first vertically integrated boutique dental center. And you could get comprehensive care there. And so that, that's, uh, that's what we did there. And, um, and it was fun doing it. But the truth is it wa wasn't really our fight. You know, um, my, my wife had... Uh, this degree, you know, she had gone to school for over a decade and it's almost like she had locked herself into that. And 
she was able to do incredible things, full mouth reconstructions, you know, stuff that other people couldn't do. It was incredible stuff. In fact, she would come here to Las Vegas to uh, LVI Institute to get trained to do these full mouth rehabilitations. And people would fly from all over the country, all over the world. Mm. And they would prepay up front from, they would wire the money in from another country to come get the work done. And I'm talking 80, $90,000 cases. Mm. The, the, there's, the opportunity in dentistry is incredible, right? This is oral health. This was really never her fight though. This was never really my fight. It was, a, it was an interesting opportunity. Right, that kind of fell in our lap. And so we did this for about a decade. And, and then we started to figure out like, how to get our kids healthy. Right? And when we figured out how to get our kids healthy, like this whole ancestral living thing, we started to figure out why people have oral health issues. Right? And, and I don't know, I started saying this thing because we got this company that we're quietly launching. It's called Strongjaw. And the motto is, our early ancestors didn't brush, didn't floss, and didn't get cavities. So how come the more we brush, the more we floss, the more cavities, the more recurrent decay we're getting today? There's another solution here, right? It's how you nourish yourself. Predominantly the fat-soluble vitamins, liver, bone marrow, egg yolks, get some midday sun, mechanically load the teeth. Today we like to eat things that fall off the bone. We're like babies. We like to eat things that fall off the bone that are all mushy, you know? I ask people, hey, what are your favorite foods? I like mashed potatoes, right? I like, I like fall off the bone, this thing, you know? I'm like, oh, you're like a baby. <laughs> you're like a baby. <laughs> this is to our detriment. Right. And so uh, liver queen starts saying, okay, like we got to educate our patients, right? Because we got to treat the root cause because she has the biggest heart, you guys. And, um, and a lot of patients were like, eh, I don't want to hear it. This is nutrition. I just, can't you just fix my teeth? And then the associates at the practice, uh, and, and now the, the practice is incredible, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember at the time it was like, hey, don't do this thing. You're going to put me out of business. But th this is how it evolved. It was never really our fight. And then when it became our fight, you're talking about changing a complete paradigm. Right? People actually think the more you floss, the more you brush, the, the more better your dental health is going to be. Right? It's how you nourish yourself from the inside out. It's how you mechanically load your teeth. Uh, what's so funny? What are you laughing at over here? I see. Oh, uh, man. Oh, it's here. It's oh, here. my. Oh, wait. What is that? Here we have a charcuterie board with some of the organs that our early ancestors ate that we don't eat anymore. You see them? Yeah. Oh. Here we have are gonna be the organs that our early ancestors used to eat that we kind of strayed away from eating anymore. We're gonna have some kidney, pancreas, some heart, testicles, bone marrow, and of course the king of the organs, liver. What is this one? That's a testicle. That's <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what? That's my How did you get my testicle organ. on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you dare, Graham. The, this, this is really telling, right? Because you and I were like, well, we know what that is because we got two of them. And you're like, what, <laughs> what is, is that? that? Hey, but it, you're only that? 20. You're, but you're yes. only 20. Were you telling me you don't have a pair of those? This? No, you're, you're, I certainly do not have a pair of that, man. Listen, I, you're only 24. Your, your beard is still coming in. You know, it, but here's the thing. This, this is the most valuable stuff that I know how to share and gift. And, and I would love to be able to share some of this stuff with you guys. All right. So I'm going to get some B-roll so, of this okay, real quick. So I initially said, because uh, I knew you were going to do this. I, initially, I didn't want to try this. Uh, I'll be open to it. I'll be open to the idea. I really didn't want this. Well, thank you so much for being open to the idea. I get, I get queezed out, by the way. I don't eat. It sounds ridiculous. I don't eat meat on the bone. How come? Uh, I get weirded out by it because I can't separate the thought of the animal from what I'm eating. So it's like chicken, I'll eat a chicken breast if it's not on the bone. Steak, I don't like the bone on it. It yeah. just but it you are weirds me out. It, it just irks my stomach. You know? 
it just it's it's something I, th- I think of the animal, and I you know, and and I love meat, I love steak, I love you know, fish, but when I see the face, when I see the bone, it just makes it too real for me. There's not a better time to conquer that fear than now, bro. I'm gonna try it, you know, <laughs> live on the podcast. Try it, but oh I know where I would gosh. like to start. What, what about you guys? <clears throat> I'd say we start easy and then slowly yeah. amp it up. I'm assuming that means testicles last. Oh no, right? I want you to I want you to first tell us at what point did you become liver king? Where where did that start? Yeah, um, it it was during that dental model when the queen was trying to bring nourishment into treating her patients. There was a lot of resistance to that. And we learned how to get our kids healthy, right? And then we learned how to kick ass. Um, we, so, so Liver Queen's like, hey, I'm done. I'm retiring. And so when she retired, part of my thought was in business. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, um, the higher up you go in business, the more bosses you have, right? I remember earlier, I'm like, oh, I got bosses in the corporate world. But I want to own my own business. And when I own my, my own business, I'm going to be my own boss. But every patient that came in was my boss. Right. And, and, and really, I just wanted to be like my truest, honest self. I didn't want to have to adapt to anybody else's, you know, character or any of that stuff. Long story short, you know, when I got my kids healthy, I kind of made a promise that I'm going to be my truest, most authentic self. And when I figured that out and I had done enough barbarians, when you do the barbarian, we'll talk more about that later, I hope um, your, your primal truest most authentic form comes out it's wild it's freeing it's like you're always having a party you don't ever need a drink Mm. Uh, you guys when you're around your best friends when you're around each other right again the culture the chemistry the electricity that you have right this is not the same when you go and meet with a stranger right but what if you could let your guard down the same what if you could be that vulnerable that authentic and other people could see the value of that and so that's when i became the liver king i was like you know what this guy's come out enough. He's tasted enough of what it feels like to be a barbarian. That corporate guy, I'm never going back to that corporate guy ever again. Love me or hate me, and I get a lot of both. Love me or hate me, Liver, Liver King is, is the only guy that's moving forward. The predecessor is gone. All right, we got to get this out of the way. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't concentrate. Okay, right yeah. All right, what are we starting no, with? No, no, no. Let's, I, I don't want to know about it. I don't. Want, I, just, I, I just. I just. I. I forgot what that stuff is. I just want to eat it. Okay. I just want to get it over. Let's with. start. Don't, let's start with one of these. Yeah. Don't tell me what it is until afterwards, please. Got it. Uh, my buddy uh, is from Iran, and he had me eat a chicken heart. As soon as I figured out what it was, I almost threw up. Graham, so, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. I'm really happy you're branching out and trying something new. You're going to be happy you did this uh, in the future. I know, people, like are gonna, boxing. people are going to call me out on this. Just out of curiosity, yeah. that click, is that our camera? No. Okay, okay good. good. All right, yeah, cool. So How do we eat? Do you eat this with your fingers? I mean, are we not like... That's primal. We're not doing like I'm uh, primal. Yeah, well, I, know, I know you guys like are primal. Some chopsticks we're, or something, right? When I came in, you you guys weren't even rocking shirts. We're wearing our, our bare feet. We're pretty primal. So let's go ahead and start right here. I won't say what it is. Let's start oh. right here. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Graham. Gra- grab a piece. See, you can see this right here in that camera. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So bad Cheers. Come on, Graham. I'm gonna oh, wait I'll wait for, for you, Graham. Right, yeah, right. let's Hold do on. it. Grab the big one. Should I chew it or do you just kind of? Swallow. Oh, I like to chew it. It's right, up cheers, to you. Cheers. cheers, cheers. 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 Mm. Oh, it's chewy. That's not bad at all. Mm. I, I, there's a chewy bit right there. It's okay. And <clears throat> it, it, here's the deal. And, Normally, we bring a, a subprimal spit bucket. You guys didn't bring the subprimal spit <laughs> yeah, a subprimal spit bucket. <laughs> I don't need a subprimal spit bucket. I know. You crushed it. Thanks. You did. In uh, Graham's defense, I, I really think he got a piece of connective tissue in there, too. Yeah. And then when you get that, because normally this is kind of like a like maybe just a tougher piece of sashimi. Yeah. 
It tastes like sashimi, Graham. Try and try one without a connection. I eat, uh, listen, I eat half of that. I'm All good. right. You got the taste of it. You got some nourishment in it. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Well, I know what that is. <laughs> well, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay. This is actually probably the most mild of, of them all. Right. A lot of people think this tastes like like uh, salmon. Oh, no. I'll get that. Okay. All right. Cheers, like Ready, team? Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. It tastes just like a clam. Just Kinda like a like clam. Scallopy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people compare it to that. Okay, cool. Let's move it along then. Okay. Graham, you're doing great so far, man. Really, really proud of you, man. Good job. It's like an episode of Fear Factor. Okay, what's next? This guy? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm happy I got past that one. That one? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Cheers. I'm trying to find a non-fatty looking piece. Like oh. One. Oh, wow. Very mild, right? That just tastes like steak. Obviously, like there's a lot, there's a hint of blood on all of them, mm -hmm. but that tastes just like steak. So yeah, I put a tiny bit of fish sauce on that. And it's like yeah. it's delicious. Yeah, that one looks the least appealing for sure. Uh, you don't like brain? I'm just kidding. That's not brain. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I wasn't gonna break the rule. Plus, we wouldn't bring you guys brain. Go ahead, let's. Uh, wow, that's a <laughs> cheers, really guys. I, I don't want it to drop, so I'm gonna go put it down the hatch. All right. <laughs> Hope I can eat that, man. Liver King Chef Lionel procured it the, same as everything. Well, the best pieces for us. The highest quality, best pieces. All right. You're okay? Got it, Graham? Get it down. That is a level oh. of concentration I've never seen on Graham before. Graham, I think you crushed that one, my man. The mental strength on that one was very, yeah, was, yeah very clear. Uh, this is the last one. Let's do this one. So I watched you go on a few... Alex, I want you to do this. You're yeah, not you go, yeah, have it, Alex. I watched you go on a few You're of the podcasts, gonna, and the other I, people I, on the I podcast made it seem anything. like it was a big deal to eat this stuff. Here, but realistically, this is not bad I at do all. In a second, it's not Alex. tough. It in just tastes I'm like I'm so meat. glad that you said that because th this is one of the biggest things that I, I want people to know and do. Right? I, I want. I know that you have a, you have an issue uh, with the animal, Graham, yeah. and um, you know a lot of people I know that have gone on a hunt have established a new connection. This one I would just swallow, man. I would, I would swallow it fast. <laughs> Was that that one? Yeah. I'm gonna share why that one's tough. I'm guessing it's it's kidney pee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say it was really salty. Yeah, it tasted like pee. This one's always tough for that reason. This is pancreas, which is usually tough because of the consistency, right? Then you have heart, which is really delicious and mild. But you have elastin in there and a lot of collagen. You get that connective tissue. It's like gum. You're going to be chewing that all day. And you probably know that this one is testicle, like you said, really mild, almost like a scallop or something. And then this is, this is the king. This is liver right here. This was filtering blood just this morning. So it's actually really fresh. <laughs> so this morning? This stuff is really fresh. This morning? Yeah. Where did you, uh, where'd you get yeah. this from? Um, this is this is Liver King Chef Lionel's thing. He either he either gets it from Liver King Ranch or he gets it from somebody local or he'll overnight it. But that, this is a, a really important thing is to make sure that the the organs that you're getting you, you really know the source of it, right? And if you know this source, if it's that fresh and it hasn't exchanged that many hands, this is a great thing. You 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 can it's like sushi, it's like sashimi, right? If that's not the case, you should really freeze it for a couple of weeks to decrease the the pathogenic load. But this is really fresh. 
And I know that Liver King Chef Lionel just adheres to the, the highest like quality yeah. standards. So because if we give you a bad experience, you know, you're gonna yeah. have PTSD with it. I would like uh, Alex, do you wanna do the honors? Do you wanna What about the bone marrow? How do we eat that? Yeah, how do we get on the bone marrow? Anybody bring a spoon? I'm glad that you asked because my, my big things are like you gotta get down on liver and bone marrow. Yeah. Th th these are like the fundamental things. I think honestly the heart's the best tasting one. I agree. Yeah. You're from all of that. Liver's not bad either. I kinda like it. Good. I feel like I should capitalize on my opportunity to eat yeah, like, clean, fresh meat. How much you want to bet? I, I can't wait to ask you how you feel in like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, a lot of people... I feel like I just got adrenaline, so I'm going to feel pretty good. Just because <laughs> I'm, I'm already... My heart's going. My mind is running a mile a minute. This, by the way, I know we usually don't get too explicit here, but that is a massive testicle. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> so what animal is that from, man? Because that is... Uh, well, is that larger than average? The, the, these are actually all... Um, Human organs. Oh, yeah. well, you know, that's a that kudos on that guy, man. I, <laughs> I gotta say, you should be proud. Yeah. Th th these are all bull. Uh, th this is from, from cow, but go ahead and just oh take, my God. I'm going to help you out here, Graham. Here's no, a, no, 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 no. Here, this is across. The, oh, I'll give this to you first and then no, I'm going to make, make a, a serving for this. Like I said, I can't, I can't do the bone. Oh, because man. the bone. Well, don't, there's no bone. Yeah. There's no bone on it. Yeah. There's no bone. So Graham, you're all the way there, man. You're going to be proud of yourself tomorrow. It's liver and bone marrow. You know, th this is the food, our original human food that allowed our craniums to explode to become what they are today, brain and bone marrow. Because uh, we, before we were apex predators, we were scavengers and we couldn't access the carcass, but we could take these skeletal remains back. We could take these bones back, the cranium and the femur bones. And we learned how to crack these open with percussion technology. And these are the foods that we evolved with to become the baddest mammalian predators, Graham. Yeah, it's so funny. It would make fun of my uh, grandparents for not eating sushi. And they'd be like, no, it's raw fish. And I'd be like, no, it's so good. And I feel like it's the same thing. I'm not. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. I don't know if I can do the whole thing. Good I mean. time, but. Oh. <laughs> the consistency is tough, right? Mm -hmm. But what about the taste? The taste is fine. It's, it, for me, it's the mental and the texture. Taste, is, taste doesn't. That taste one was like uh, that honestly, that one was the toughest for me. Really, mm -hmm. um, it's a little too chalky for me. And this is this is what's wild is. Oh, it's on my teeth. Yeah, me too. If you get this out of the cow, it's already about ninety eight hundred degrees. It's succulent. It's have you ever you've had it at like a steak restaurant or something, right? Bone marrow. Um, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, and, yeah. And that richness is how it comes out of the cow like that. Mm. Once you cool it by about five to ten degrees, it hardens up. It becomes waxy. <sighs> Like this, yeah. But that that's it. I'm so glad. So, you know so, what? What I could do, Alex, to keep you there. Gotta wash it down. Do you wanna? I could put this on this uh, little plate. Alex, yeah. you want that? Yeah, that's Idiot what I. That with, is the point. Does your camera work? Yeah, that's why I gave you the plate. It makes you feel like strength. It makes you feel like courage. It makes you feel like honor. That's right. It, it makes you feel all these virile like qualities. Because because this is what we evolved with. Like I said, when when we became the baddest mammalian predators that ever lived, this is what we ate. And we recently have taken this away from our diet. We still need this to express our highest and most dominant form. There's exclusive peptides in each respective organ. A liver is called a liver because there's only peptides and signaling molecules and nourishment in a liver that you can get from a liver. That same story goes for every other organ, right? So, I mean, for someone who says, hey, you can eat steak and get the same kind of nourishment, <laughs> there's, there's no way. You know what I I'm not gonna miss the opportunity to post a, a B-reel. Before we get into this, um, I do have a really good question for, for Liver King. Um, 
And Liver King, I just want to let you know this question is brought to you by my sponsor, Lexar, over here. You know, great. You should great ask company. if he uses Lexar memory cards. Great, great company. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got one right here. What are you talking about? Um, so there's been a lot of, uh, like you were saying, that people are saying, "Oh, do you really eat this stuff?" I, I, you know, you made a joke that you got ab implants, and then people were going off that, you know, if you have ab implants, um, and I, I fell into the rabbit hole. Of watching all these videos and some guy on youtube he had a lot of a lot of followers he said you did not have am, ab implants but he was like con he was like thoroughly convinced that you had ab etching yeah can you confirm or deny that right here set the record straight <laughs> well i'm gonna set the record straight like i shared before uh, in 2018 i went to singapore i was the first human to ever have this done i had gene editing done right i had my myostatin gene uh, uh, modified and so doing that allows you to express these uh, these physical attributes that I have today. So to set the record straight, you know, any and all of these accusations, you know, like I like to have fun with them, right? I don't know what ab etching is, but I know who said this stuff. Um, he's such a smart guy. Right? I mean, he's so articulate and he's so smart that this is the deal. He, he could say that you had anything done and he can say it in such a way that's so convincing because of how smart he is. Um, guys, I, I, I don't shave. I don't comb my hair. I don't. I don't take a shower. The only place I use soap would be my my groin. In, you don't in my, use. You don't take a shower. If if anything, I might. Here's the thing. I don't take a traditional shower. I I don't use soap. I don't use soap. Like this hair has never been washed. The beard has never been washed. There's never been soap on my chest. Right. We have well water. We have a lake. We jump in the lake. We 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 get into a cold plunge. Right. Um. I don't pick out an outfit. Right, I mean, every, every single day when I get out of my wooden plank bed, I, go, I, don't, I don't have to turn the lights on. I go like that, I put whatever shorts are on top. Right? My closet is just full of shorts. I mean, do you really think <laughs> that this guy? And by the way, the only reason why I dressed up today is because of you guys. You dressed up? I'm, I'm wearing my, fan, my fanciest stuff. There's a story <laughs> to this, which I hope that we'll get more into, but I'm wearing is my it, fanciest watch. Yeah, wearing, I, saw, I noticed the watch. That's a good watch. Yeah, I'm good wearing watch, my, my yeah. fanciest necklace. Yeah. Right? I know where that necklace you came from. You know where it came from? Yep. It came from the last time I was here. Yep. And, and, and here's my goal mm -hmm. as a, a, a little preview to hopefully what's going to happen. Um, I hope to be able to pay it forward and I hope to be able to give the necklace away today. Hmm. On this podcast. No. So so, so yeah. my, my answer back to you, it's like, when you're really a primal, when you express your truest and most authentic form, <clears throat> when you do this because people are really hurting, when there's other kids like your kids that need this kind of nourishment, that need this message, right? Because you know how many kids are out there taking ADHD medications when all they have is a nutrient deficiency? If you go to, to Amazon.com and, and you look up ancestral supplements livers, um, you're going to see you're, you're going to see tens and thousands of reviews of anecdotes that talk about these things specifically. And so I got to do my job, right? And how do I do my job? How do I express, you know, my most authentic? Here's the thing: like I, I just got to be me. Nobody can be me the way that I can be me. Nobody can be Graham the way Graham can be Graham. Nobody can be Jack the way Jack can be Jack. Same for you, Alex. So it's like you know what? If, if I can just wake up and if I can be that version of me. You think this guy is going to get um, ab etching? <laughs> you know, you but, think I'm going to okay. go get liposuction? Now, it seems like you're always shirtless. How do you walk into like a business? How do you go out to a restaurant? How do you, how, you see a lot of places, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Does, does this apply to you? I'm the liver king, right? And that's what I say. Right? I mean, I, I go to uh, Joe Rogan's comedy. And by the way, I think Joe Rogan is an absolute legend, right? Quick tangent. Mm -hmm. Oh, easy. Like, Four people I hold in the highest regard, right? First is George Washington. Then we have Chuck Norris. We have Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and we have Joe Rogan. Right? These are like my four 
like most favorite badass primals right in the world. So I go to uh, Joe Rogan's comedy here in Las Vegas the last time we were here. And um, they're like, hey, you got to put a shirt on. I go, hey, I'm Liver King. And I already got permission. And uh, they're like, okay. I mean, you, you, you know, as long as you're you, half the time, this is it, right? If you can lead with that kind of confidence, you know, they, they let me in. I sit through the whole show. <laughs> what about other oh businesses? Like you walk into you know, like a restaurant, let's just say. Do you go to restaurants? So it, here's the thing. Um, I love the life that I've created. I hardly ever leave it. Right. I have, I have um, Liver King Lake House, which is about 20 acres of wooded area on the lake. This is where I spend most of my time. We have Liver King Ranch, just about 45 minutes north. We have Liver King Beach House, just 45, actually about an hour and a half south. Like, and I have Liver King Chef Lionel. Like, why would you leave? I have all the food that I need there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like I go buy clothes. I mean, let me ask you this. Why, why, why do you go to a business? Well, to a restaurant, I like the experience. And, and so what, like, what is that like? What do you mean the experience? What does that mean? Uh, the, the food, getting out of the house, uh, I would say a combination of both of those. Just okay. trying something new, new experience. Yeah, trying and a new place. New, I was just talking yeah. to somebody about that on the car. Yeah. Over here. Novelty in and of itself sure. is an adventure, All right? And and so for me, I got a job to do. When it's dinner time, this is my most important meeting of the day. Like I call this my board meeting. This is my my, my time to be an exclusive and dedicated dad. So I got an agenda for dinner, right? And if I have liver, King, I have liver king chef Lionel. I got my family right here. I have no other outside distractions. And so here's the thing. I don't leave. I'm, I'm just getting to your point. I don't leave my house because I, I absolutely love the life I've created there. My kids are self-taught at home. I work from home, right? And if I come, if I travel, my kids come with me. So I don't, I don't go buy shirts. I don't go get, you know, ex- experiences like that. Mm. I mean, we're here now, right? And, um, and we are going to do uh, a dinner. We're doing a private dinner. So we got a private room doing a private dinner um, with some badass guests. And I'm not wearing a shirt. Right. And, and it's and so like that's sort of the deal. And if somebody says, hey, man, you got to wear a shirt. I'm like, listen, I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm just not going to do it. But wouldn't it be easy, though, just to put on a shirt? I don't have a shirt. I don't have a, <laughs> I, you. Tell, what if you told me right now? Hey, man, just put on a shirt. Just do it. Just <laughs> well, do it for I the give you a shirt. We have a shirt. We have an extra one. And I would just rip through it. I would just rip through it. You know, um, but but here's the deal. This is really important to me because um, how we look. And how we speak, this is why language is so important, right? How we look and how we speak is a true authentic expression, a pure expression of who we really are, right? You show me somebody bare chested, you give me 10 minutes of conversation with them, let me assess how developed their, their ideas, how, or how organized their philosophy, their principles are, right? And I'll tell you if I want that man in, in my tribe, if the zombie apocalypse. Now, does this mean everything? Of course it doesn't. Of course there's exceptions to that, but, but we can make split judgments, right? I believe how you do anything is how you do everything. Again, not always the case, mm-hmm. but I'm not surprised when somebody like Alex Hormozzi shows up jacked out of his mind, smart as fuck, right? And then with the sort of philosophies that he has, I'm not surprised. This doesn't surprise me. I see stuff like this all the time. I see the reciprocal of that too. When somebody walks away, uh, walk, walk, walks around completely out of shape, and then they go to their car, and their car looks horrific. And, and sometimes, just for fun, I look inside the car. And you know what you see inside the car? Oh, I know. Fast food wrappers. That's it, my guess. It's fast food wrappers. It's drinks. It's like a garage. There's a whole garage. <laughs> and then you ask, and <laughs> it blows my mind. We, we had somebody who interviewed for a supply chain position. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at the car, bumper stickers everywhere, just a total mess inside. I'm like, supply chain, very structured, analytical, you know, higher level problem solving. Okay, I'm still giving you the benefit of the doubt. We started talking. I said, hey, man, describe your house for me. The inside of your house. Describe every room. As he started to describe it, he actually did a decent job describing mm-hmm. it, but he described what a mess it is. Right? And then I could see that the mind was a little messy too. And so I think it's just really important for me because of the job that I need to do, right? Because there's this lady, Cindy, who came up to me at, at Jeep Week. Her husband tried to start a fight with me. 
And, and he goes, hey, no, no, but hey, liver didn't work for me. I bought your supplements. They suck. But, uh, but my wife hasn't left the house in two years, has chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, hasn't left the house in two years, started taking the supplements that I think suck. And now she's here at Jeep Week connecting with the outside world, right? Because of stories like this, because of people that experience infertility that can now conceive and bring a, a child mm -hmm. into the world, I'm like, mm -hmm. I got to do my job. So how do I do my job? How do I, how, how do I convincingly do my job with my brand to express my value to the outside world, right? Before social media, I didn't wear a shirt. Before social media, I had the beard. And so now am I gonna go on social media and I'm gonna change that version of me, right? Because of, like I said, the way that you speak, the way that you look, I believe is an outward expression of what you believe. And I think you know more about me than I know about you when we first meet one another, right? So that's a big part with a shirt. When it comes to businesses, I don't go places. I, I, like I said, I love the sure. life that I live. And where we're staying right now, we're staying at the Four Seasons. I walked in, you know, and um, maybe it doesn't hurt to have the penthouse suite. But I walked in, they walked me up to the penthouse suite. Have you guys been over there to the penthouse suite? Never. It's like probably three or 3,500 square feet. It's beautiful. It's expansive. It's abundant. It gives you room to express your highest and most dominant form. They open up the doors. They give you, they roll out the carpet. I'm not wearing a shirt, you know, and so um, that, that's a big deal to me. You know, but then where do you sleep too? I've, I've heard you, you sleep on the floor. We sleep on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. We sleep on the floor and, and it, in an EMF tank tent tent as well. Right? We're traveling because our, our back home, our room is really, is already shielded, you know, but this is a real big deal to me. You know, like, um, I talked to a lot of individuals they are like, Hey man, how do I get a, a, a you know, ahead in life? I'm like, Hey, tell me about your day. Really? Tell me about your day. How do you start it? And they start telling me about, no, 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 no. Let's go from being in bed. How do you wake up? What do you do? Do you push the snooze button? Most people hit the snooze button. Do either of you guys you hit the snooze button? Sometimes. Well, a lot of people surprisingly hit the snooze button three or four times. They can't even get out of bed. That bed is so comfortable. Listen, I'll tell you where I sleep. It's not that comfortable. <laughs> not, listen, I wake up. I can't wait to get out of bed because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, <laughs> it's not that comfortable. And I can't wait to fight for what I have going on. So there, there's a big thing related to, to where you sleep. Most people are sleeping on EMF gas, or I'm sorry, uh, um, they're, they're sleeping on off-gassing mattresses, right? You're breathing in off-gassing non-native materials, increasing your estrogen. We don't even know how it wrecks havoc in, in other areas, right? You have metal springs that are conducting ambient electricity, right? You're supposed to be in a deep parasympathetic state to get your best rest and recovery. You can't do that, you know? And then, and then you're on this cast that's like, you notice when you get in your bed, it's just a perfect height. And then when you get out, it's like the perfect height. Right. When you go visit with these modern day primitive culture tribes, you got people in their 80s and 90s that are getting all the way down without their hands. They get all the way up without their hands. Right. If you've used that mobility, that kind of mobility for all your life, you never stop using it. You never lose it. And I don't know if you've seen any of the studies on longevity, but this is one of the predictors of longevity. Can you get up and down off the ground without using your hands? Right. So there's a whole host of things related to this. But for me, again, it comes down to first principle thinking and how do modern day primitive culture tribes live? You don't see beds like that. You don't see beds with metal springs. You don't see beds with off-gassing non-native materials. Most people, it's a bed on the ground, a little bit of dirt, maybe a little bit of plant matter. This is where they sleep. They continue to use that kind of mobility every single day. We've outsourced discomfort. And now we have things like that. So I think that is part of the problem. But I wouldn't tell people, hey, that, that's why you should do it. I think it's a big deal for everybody. But man, especially kids. I'm like... They deserve a better shot. Then why wouldn't you create a bed that's not off gas and it's maybe built from these materials that you could sell? I love that you brought that up. Yeah. So right now, um, I have a handful of companies. We got four or five more. We got five more that we're just launching this year. That'll be launched by the end of the year. And um, what I'm really focusing on, what I really focus on is Liver King. Right? What I focus on is making sure that this message goes mainstream. 
That's the most important thing to me. So I have a CEO of Tip of the Spear. So if you go to tipofthespear.co, you're going to find the companies that we have that are currently in the water, and you're going to find companies that are coming soon. We're building 100 companies across every category, right? So, um, so to answer your question, mm-hmm. this is going to happen. Okay. It's, it's going to be a while before that happens. But most of my focus really is like, we're going to go create content, and we're going to go spread this message far and wide so that people... Um, what we'll know about ancestral living in these nine ancestral tenants. Sure. Speaking of that, oh, I was about to say uh, we should have Alex. I just want to say yeah, it's been about sure. what 15, 20 minutes since we ate that. I feel like amped. Yeah. Do you feel like, <laughs> like I think it could jittery be a, I could be like, a bit of a placebo effect personally because I feel like I was all amped up from like the getting over the mental hurdle of eating it. Really? Yeah. I feel like I just drank like a one or two cups. Then of I had more. Well, I was, more, I was, eat, I was, oh, I will, more, man. Yeah. Gladly. I was yeah, eating keep, a lot going, of it. Jack. Does it, does this go bad at, at some point or is this just... It's good right now, but, but here's yeah. the deal. Um, give somebody some liver pills. So some yeah. desiccated raw liver pills by ancestral supplements okay. and, and don't tell them what it is. Say, Hey, I'm going to tell you what it is later and see how they feel in 15, 20 minutes. Don't tell them what it is. Yeah. You know, well, what does that do? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people will ask me, Hey, what's in it? Oh, there uh, we go. Oh, wow. We got some ancestral supplements. All right. liver. Okay. Do, is this good prepared. to take like right now? Wow. He, this guy's ready. This guy's good to go. And it's Serving brand size new. is six capsules? Six capsules equals one ounce of raw liver. So yeah. what does this do? Yeah. So what does it do? Um, you know, there's a whole lot of this nourishment that you're missing, that you're just not getting. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the, the most important thing that you need to know about this is, again, we evolved with this stuff since the beginning, beginning of time. We still need this to express our highest and most dominant form. So what this is going to give you is it's going to give you choline. It's going to give you riboflavin. It's going to give you real bioavailable vitamin B12. It's going to get you vitamin A, which you probably don't get. You might think I get it from beta carotene, but the carotenoids is a whole nother issue. Try to convert that to legitimate vitamin A, which is retinol, mm-hmm. which is bioavailable. There's a whole bunch of stuff in here that you reco- that you need. To express your highest, it's going to give you energy, drive, determination. Again, this is why I talk about my name is Liver King because liver is king. You start eating this, 80% of people feel it, right? And if you feel it and it gives you more energy and more drive and more determination, again, to take massive action and kick ass in life, like this is what everything is predicated from, right? If you start here, you're going to say, oh my God, maybe this guy's not such an idiot. Maybe I should listen to some of these other nine ancestral tenants. So, I mean, how much how much am I supposed to take of this? It's just, yeah, serving six capsules. Am I supposed to take six a day, or what's the, what's the strategy behind this? The strategy probably should be to talk to a product expert, <laughs> um, because uh, sure, but because but yeah. normally people will start with one or two. Okay, and and a again, day? one or two a day. Okay, um, and then if you feel great kicking ass on one or two a day, start at one. Or, keep it at one or two a day. All right. Um, if if you want to see what would happen if you level up and go to three or four or five or six, a lot of people really do need six a day to feel their best. That's what you take. Um, well, the thing is, I, I eat a pound of liver a day. So I eat a pound of liver a day when I'm traveling or on vacation. I don't go anywhere without my ancestral supplements, right? Or the equivalent of. All right. I don't have one. You don't have one. Yeah. A pound of liver. Oh, look, we got another present. Oh, wow. We got another present. So here's the deal. I like this. Okay. For a lot of people, they're not going to eat what we all... You would do it, right? But Graham, this is tough. This is tough for me. What is is this? I saw you making this out there. Major's bonus, by the way. What's up? Major's bonus, by the way. Bonus? Bonus. Boneless. Oh, boneless. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bonus. This is I got a, I got a bone in mine, Graham. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you this what actually, this is. This smells good. All right. the, this is called Whole Feast. It has liver, heart, pancreas, spleen, kidneys, we, bone, blood, and colostrum in it. Okay. And, um, and so here's the thing. Again, you're, you're fine eating this. But maybe at some point Move you're going to say. the back near the sign. 
Maybe, maybe at some point you're going to say, hey, listen, I don't want to source it yeah. or I'm out of it. Or, or Graham, how much you want to bet there's so many people like you yeah. that know that you need the nourishment, but you're not going to do the things to get the nourishment, right? So there's this protein shake. It's called the Whole Feast. It has all this stuff in it. Let's do a cheers and let's give it a shot. See how right, it tastes. Let me, I'll be cheers. honest. Don't tell me what's in it until, uh, until I have it. <laughs> you did. No, no, let's oh. say I've done it. Cheers. This is milk chocolate. Hey, that tastes great. This that is tastes fantastic. good. Yeah. That tastes like, um, just like my optimum it nutrition. Like, it tastes like, <laughs> like yeah. I think better than optimum nutrition because it, it's like thicker. It's I agree. So I like it more. What did you mix this with? Well, there's, um, what, it tastes you coffee. Say, what do you mean? Like water? Oh, I don't know. Um, Liver King Chef Lionel. Oh, uh, wait. Water. There's is going to be uh, iced coffee with Mm. Wow. See, this tastes like uh, optimum nutrition mix, mixed with milk, which mm. is like a higher standard than water. It tastes like actually. Well, if you think about it, there's colostrum in here, which is mother's first milk, right? And so um, colostrum is such a power. The, 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 this is why we tried to get this stuff in here, because you need more than just liver. And most people push this stuff away. And you got to get this nourishment in your life. So we also try to make it easy for people. You know, at the end of the day, what I tell everybody is the best thing you can do is go on a hunt. Go get that kind of connection with land. And listen, if you're not going to do that, go to your butcher. You know how many people are not going to do that? Most people won't do it, right? So go to your grocery store. Mm -hmm. Go to an online, like, farmer's market or ranch. Or, like, we got White Oak Pasture. We got Piedmont Tees. You can effortlessly order this stuff. But most people still won't do it. Right. And so that's sort of like what, what a lot of my businesses are predicated on is if you want something convenient that you don't have to taste, or let's say you do want to taste it, the whole feast is going to give you all this nourishment. Ancestral supplements are going to give you this kind of nourishment because one way or another, you got to get it in your diet. You know, the hierarchy, the best way to get it. But if you're not going to do that, I know you got 20 cent coffee, mm -hmm. but you know how much money people pay for coffee. Right. So like, I mean, guys, for just a little over a dollar a day, you can get this nourishment back in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is good. I I approve of that. Good. If I, if I could drink that, that's great. All right, Alex. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. And also, I you know, I think we should. Uh, what, what are you trying to do, Graham? I want you to eat the stuff that we ate. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, he hasn't done that yet. No. No. Uh, okay. What do I eat first? I dropped that. I can't see over there, but hold on. So I have all these. Oh, you probably can't see. I would just say start shoveling, man. Yeah. Just <laughs> okay. Shovel. Just hold it up to the camera. I just don't know what this is. I'll uh, tell you what it is after. Okay. You want to know before or after? We'll just eat it. I don't like the texture of that one. I think it's the same thing. Maybe. No, I gave you different of everything. Okay. Well, yeah. it looks very different. The same. Yep. Doing better than I did, man. You're killing it. I know what that one was based off the reaction. Yeah. That one was a little strong. And then I got this one. This one's a little bit lighter in color. Surprised you're doing <laughs> this well, Alex. Yeah, you're killing it. To be it, honest. Yeah. I don't like. Oh, I don't like the texture of that one. Yeah. I don't like the texture of that. All right. And then. Yeah, I really don't like that. One. <laughs> it's getting worse. It's like hot ones. <laughs> uh, and then I got this this guy right here. Uh, okay. uh, it's so hard to tell. Sorry, yeah, guys. Um, it is hard to tell. But you crushed it. Yeah. Oh, that one? I think it's hard because that one oh, feels yeah. very muscly. And the only thing that I know that that's muscly is, like, I've never had heart. But based off of, like, the muscle, I think that's hard. And then you got this one that's just kind of slimy looking. I don't like that one. So the one you really didn't like 
Mm, the slimy one. Where not, no, that one's the worst. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> Hold on. and then I'll do. I'll do. Was this bone marrow? Yeah. Now oh. I've never had bone marrow, not even at a restaurant, because I've been too much of a wimp to try it. So. So that that one's a weird one for me. The texture. Yeah. Um, the texture is. So is that meat? I what it what is that? Yeah, it's, I, it's predominantly fat. Ah. Yeah, it's almost all fat, and it's uh, saturated fat, which is why you get that waxy consistency. But it's like a natural saturated fat. That's right. Let me ask you a question, Liver King. So I recently had a lifestyle change completely, um, maybe about two and a half months ago. Jack came over to my house. I'm trying to lose weight. And and um, he came over to my house. We threw away everything. My wife had to get on board to get rid of everything. So now I'm only buying um like whole foods i don't know how to explain it like like i'll buy meat i'll buy vegetables i'll buy fruit and um, i'm glad to say i'm down almost 30 pounds oh yeah but uh what can what what advice would you give me as somebody who's who's trying to you know just live a healthier happier life and is obviously a little bit overweight here trying to trying to what what advice would you give me that would make the biggest difference yeah you know what's wild is that um a lot of people that want to look better and feel better, they think it's really focused on like movement and diet. And, and it's all nine ancestral tenants. It really is. Um, and the same thing goes in business, right? You want to be better in business. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the same advice that I'm about to give you right now. What happens if you don't sleep good for three or four days? What do you think happens? Uh, my guess is you probably get tired. Here, here's what's going to happen. You're going to feel like shit. Your energy is going to be like shit. Your hormones are going to be in the basement. Your neurochemistry is going to be off. You're going to have hardly any drive determination, right? I'm just kind of giving you an extreme example to, sh to emphasize how important sleep is. And, and most people, you might think that you're sleeping well because you're in bed for eight hours or six hours or whatever. But if you don't get early morning sun through the eyes, on the face, on the skin to set your biocircadian rhythm so your body really knows when to be awake and alert versus sleepy and sleeping, if you don't do that first thing in the morning, you're not sleeping optimally. If you don't finish your last meal three to four hours before bed, you're not sleeping optimally. If you don't take in the sunset as a final environmental cue that the day is winding down and then block some of the blue light blocking glasses so your brain's not confused whether it's day or night, you're not sleeping optimally. Right? We don't have to get into the bed and the EMFs and, and these types of things, but sleep is so critically important. It's perhaps the biggest lever. I always start with liver because liver, it's easy to be compliant. You can start with this, but to do these things to sleep better can be a little challenging. Um, so it's really all nine ancestral tenants. It's how you sleep. Eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, bond. They all play a role in how we look, feel, and function. They all express something epigenetically, right? So a lot of people are focused on um, how they eat, right? And, and you've, you made some lifestyle changes, how you eat, how you're moving, and you're going to continue to make progress. But if you improve your sleep, if you improve the way that you bond with people, if you shield mm -hmm. a little bit better, mm -hmm. if you get sun, if you connect your bare feet to the ground, Right. We're able to express a higher, more dominant form. Our physiology and biochemistry will do what it's designed to do. So what I would encourage you to do um, is what you're doing right now. Right. I mean, if this is working, keep doing what you're doing right now. But I, I would really encourage you to look at all nine ancestral tenants, because if you look at all nine ancestral tenants and you can make some progress, um, you're going to see it's a whole lot easier to do what, what your goal is. And you're probably not going to hit a plateau. What would you say your business is now? You say liver king. But what is what is Liver King as a business? Yeah, Liver King as a business um, is really the CEO of the ancestral lifestyle. It's the model teach and preach this way so that the message goes mainstream.
How are we going to do that? Right. Um, I've told you why we're doing it, right? How we're doing it is we're getting as many views. We're getting as, as many impressions, right? We're, we're getting it out there as, as much as we can. So mm-hmm. uh, from the time I wake up, I'm creating content. Right. I mean, it, within 30 seconds of waking up, I'm creating content, right? Stack the sun in the earth, get the sun on you through the outside, get your bare feet connected to the ground. Boom. There's a video. Right. And, and then I'm getting into the gym and I'm showing people, hey, you got to move every day too. lift heavy things. And so the, the deal right now is we're going to keep creating content. Right. We share some liver king philosophy. We share ideas that, that are all around these nine ancestral tenants. And then sometimes we're just having a little fun. Right. And, and then ancestral tenant is whatever I want it to be. So normally I'm like, hey, today we're doing ancestral tenant 10, which is having a little fun. So right right now, this is the goal is um, I don't even run books for, for Liver King. Right? I'm just like all we're focused on right now is getting this message out there is going mainstream with this message, creating opportunities again to model teaching. You're getting the bone marrow out of your mouth still, aren't you? <laughs> Found it. And it just <laughs> I could tell the look on me. your face. Um, yep. but, but this is the thing. You know, and, and you know what's wild is um, people are really responding to it, right? I always say that people pay for value with time, money, or both, right? And as evidenced by the viewership, the primals going from zero to six million in a year, you know, it's, it's, I mean, how did we do it? I mean, a lot of people ask, hey, how'd you do it, right? And I'm like, you know what? I could tell you it's because I got the, a world-class social media company, which I do, right? They're worth every single penny. They're expensive. They're world-class, right? And, and, and this is all, everything I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. I do. I could tell you it's because Joe Rogan helped launch me from obscurity into the mainstream. He, he's talked about me a couple of times and I couldn't be more grateful, right? All that's true. We made a couple of really cool viral videos of eating the entire testicle that went viral. I had 51 shots of eggs. That was under two minutes. The last one had the shell on. Barstool Sports put that on. I mean, there's been so many incredible opportunities that have helped me. But at the end of the day, like I said, people pay for value. And so I think the value is, right, how do we express our value, right? We can express it physically, social, emotionally, how to connect with each other, how to connect with the audience, mentally, intellectually, like how are we expressing these ideas, right? How do we express ourselves uh, uh, from a spiritual standpoint? You know, we talk about these things, sometimes not necessarily that um, even that we have souls, that we are souls, right? We talk about all not living and non-living things being interconnected, right? These aren't just my ideas, like these are early ancestral ideas. We talk about all these things to try and advance that kind of value, so that we can spread the nine ancestral tenants far and wide. This is what I'm focused on doing right now. All right, we don't run books for these businesses. I do have a CEO for all my other businesses. Right? We have a centralized CFO. And, and so coming on this trip, since we're not running books, we, we know that we're in the red. So it's like, okay, who's going to pay for this trip? So and we're, we're hoping Ancestral Supplements pays for this trip. Right? If I can promote Ancestral Supplements, because whenever I travel, I always take some supplements with me. Yeah. And one of my companies is called The Fittest. A lot of times I'll bring those supplements, King or Honor. Yeah. So is it primarily then, it's, it's a social media business with you as the face, and then the products are what would pay for more of the more of the message to get out there is that is that the case i, I wouldn't say that yeah okay i, I mean really I, I would say irrespective because yeah. uh, i've never done that before okay i've never brought these products really yeah i mean oh we're the first <laughs> you're the first Jeez. Uh, we, we, right. we, we have we have uh, yeah. uh, logan paul and company had a uh, whole feast okay. back in the day so we've done some whole feast stuff um but but in my mind i've never been like hey let, let's have somebody because all i've been focused on is how do we spread this message mm-hmm. You know, once again, I don't actually don't know if I said these statistics, but 80% of the population lists paycheck to paycheck. Struggles paycheck. You guys probably know that, don't right, you? Yeah, yeah. Right. And why do we struggle like that? Right. Because we're, ex- we're attempting to express status, our worth and potential with things that we can buy today. At the mall, <laughs> we're, we're trying to, this is how valuable I am. Check me out. Look at what I'm wearing. Look at what I'm driving. 
And guess what? You put it on a credit card. You don't even own it, right? 80% of us are struggling. We're living beyond our means. 70% of us are overweight, half or obese. 50% of us are on prescription medicines. 40% have or will get cancer, right? I mean, this is wild. This is wild. 20% of kids this tall are on prescription medicine. So this is all I care about. And I've told you my why, mm -hmm. right? You, you know what I come from. So I don't care what it's costing. Right? This is what we're going to do. If we can mitigate some of that cost, hey, that's cool too. And I know that you guys know the difference of being a, a mercenary versus a missionary, right? If you're a real missionary, if you're public about your why in the world, and then if you only hire true believers that believe what you believe because they've struggled with the same things, right? Intractable Crohn's, they were done with their life, severe intractable depression, recalcitrant issues that nobody could ever fix. They abandoned the, mo the modern world ways. They started doing some of this ancestral living stuff. They got a new lease on life. This is a true believer, right? When you get true believers like that in your companies, now a customer comes to you. And this happens every single day, several times a day. Customers come in with the same issues that our true believers have. And nobody can connect and love and listen like these guys. And I don't know if you've ever heard anybody that, that has had chronic pain and fibromyalgia, but they've complained to all the friends and family. They don't want to hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. Doctors don't want it. They've been to five doctors. They don't want to hear it anymore, right? Nobody wants to listen. My people know that. They've been through that. So the first thing we do is we book in it with love. We, we listen to them. Hey, we've had the same thing. I know how you feel. We have so many other customers that have gone through the same thing. You should be inspired. There's hope here. What you need to do is go get some sun, take off your shoes, go connect. And I'm going to follow up with you in seven to 10 days. You got all the reason to be hopeful, right? And this is, this is what we do, right? And so I always say, this is, this is what our core business is. Our sustainable con con competitive advantage is that we care more and we care deeper than anybody. And if you can get that, be public with your why in the world, only hire true believers. They're going to go to the edge of the earth for you. And then that value, people are going to feel that value. And then they're going to want to reciprocate that value. Right? And, and we say, hey, go, go get your liver and bone marrow. Go get your heart. Go get your, what it, it depends on what you, where you need targeted support, right? Um, go do that. Hey, if you're not going to do that, we got a simple, convenient solution for you too. So I, I just want you to know from a liver king standpoint, this is where I spend most of my time, right? I also own about seven or eight companies. I own almost all of them hundred percent. Yeah. What are the companies? So right now I have ancestral supplements. I have heart and soil, the fittest medicine man, uh, uh, plant company. I have a company called birthright. There's a, excuse me. There's a few other that we're launching. Um, and, and I, I consider liver king a company, yeah. you know, we got a CEO, we got a team, mm -hmm. um, I think most of them yeah. are here right How now. How big is the team? I was I was surprised everyone came in. I'm like, okay, it's a, a big team, and then I it's, you show up. I'm like, it's a bigger team. It's it's a it's a like like a classroom basically. You bring everybody. It's like I'm I was blown away. Is this is this your entire team, or is this some some of the team? You, you know what? We we have uh, yeah. probably m most are from Lever King Company, and, and then we have a couple of people with our social media company. Once again, I just want to plug them. They're the best in the world. Sure. Um, I want to give credit to, to all these guys because there is no <clears throat> way in hell that I did this. Yeah. You know, again, I got the why and I know how to hire. Right? I know how to build teams. And, and I've always said, like, in life, you get what you tolerate or you get what you demand. And I demand excellence of myself. So I demand excellence of all these guys here. And, and I pull them all forward, you know, but, but here's the deal. They pull me forward. So basically, you see all of these problems in the world and you want to try to solve them using the tenants that you have. And one way you can get people to obey the tenants is by your different businesses, such as the supplements, such as spreading the message through Liver King, uh, which also is, I'm sure, a great marketer towards all of these other businesses that you also have. It's the rising tide lifts all boats, right? Right. And that's basically the, the whole summary of the entire Liver King brand and motivation and, and goal. 
I think so. I'm but, curious yeah. how all your businesses were doing before Liver King and then once at Liver King as far as like the social media presence and then with Liver King growing, how that has affected all of your businesses. You know, it's wild hardly at all. Hardly at all. And, and because I've just launched Liver King a year ago, here's the thing. Liver King existed a long time way before a year ago, right? I never wanted to go on social media. I never wanted to do a podcast. I never wanted to be like public Liver King. I loved my life. I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but, but before Liver King on social media, I was rich and anonymous. It's a pretty badass life to live. Go anywhere, do anything. No one's gonna distract you. Now if I get on the lake, on the boat, Boats are coming up. Hey, Liver King, Liver King. I mean, we're, we're trying to leave the Four Seasons. Hey, Liver mm. King can, you know, and this is why part of the team is so big, you know, because I got bodyguards. Right? And the bodyguards aren't to protect me. It's to protect people that got out of line. Because God forbid, maybe I'm a dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes. Your bodyguards are huge. Those are the two guys. Yeah, the, I mean, one of them's like seven feet tall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I thought for a second, like, maybe Shaq just came in here. Yeah, I, I literally thought the same yeah. thing. I thought it was Shaq. Yeah. I was like, what is Shaq so because, doing? Yeah, because our doors are like, eight feet and it seemed like he was almost had to like get underneath the door to yeah. get in i was like i was incredible shack is that tall uh, but but in terms of um, how my other businesses grow my other business my other businesses grow 50 percent a year year over year so what kind of impact have i had on these mm. businesses is really marginal where do you invest where i invest is like we're doing 100 of these companies and you know why because people are hurting and ha they hate their lives Right? They're suffering and struggling with such depth that they need to hear this message. I need to meet them where they're at in their respective category. People have chronic and recurrent decay, and they have no idea why. So I'm launching a dental company to meet you where you're at, to help give you this kind of nourishment. You know, if you have oral health issues, you know how many other issues that you have that you don't even know about? Because you have nutrient deficiency is why you have oral health issues in the first place. You got issues with, with your product plan. So what I need to do is I need to meet people where they're at, where they're at in a hundred different categories. So any extra money that I get, I can usually cash flow to, 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 I can use cash flow to launch these businesses. It's not expensive to launch these businesses, right? And, and so what, what we're, if you ask where I'm investing, it's really like, it's not really where I'm investing like my money. This is really sure. where I invest my time. Got it. My effort, like okay. my, my, my will to succeed. Got it. Walk us through a day in the life of the liver king. How do you wake up to the, the moment you end your day? What's it look like? You know, I alluded to this earlier, so I'm going to answer the question. But, you know, like I said, a lot of people can't get out of bed in the morning. And, and, and then when they finally get out of bed, they take a shit, shower, shave, pick out an outfit. They've done yoga, meditation, journal. Right. And now they're sipping their bone broth and half the day is gone. Like, guys, come on. Like, if you want to get ahead in life, if you want more in life, you got to do more in life. So I get out of my wooden plank bed. Right. And I go right out to the patio. I connect with the sun and the earth. I've made my first piece of content. It's been 30 seconds. And then I go right into the gym immediately after that. I do the hardest thing I'm going to do all day to make a few more pieces of content doing that. And so the hardest thing I'm going to do all day is gone. It's still early morning. Most people are still getting out of their bed. So immediately after that, I meet with one of the companies of uh, a CEO of one. Of, it's, it's basically CEO meeting hour. And so I call it CEO meeting hour because I have quite a few CEOs. We have an estate manager. I call him the CEO of, of our lifestyle, of our household. We have Liver King Ranch CEO, right? So we meet with CEOs of our respective businesses for about two or three hours. After that, what I do is uh, I get back into the gym <laughs> for my sure. second workout of the day. So I spend another hour or so. In the gym, uh, right after doing that workout in the gym, I get back on getting ready for a podcast or getting on a podcast, doing a podcast, studying for a podcast, trying to develop my ideas. Um, after that, I, like I told you guys earlier, I think I do my most important meeting of the day. It's my board meeting. It's my, my one job I got to do as a dad is to affirm my kids with a depth of challenge, worth and potential so that one day they come to believe in themselves. So I got this one hour to do that with them. I see them in the house all throughout the day, right? Again, I think what we model 
is so much more important than what we teach and preach. Mm. So my kids get to see that all day long. They, they see me, you know, uh, figuratively give people hugs. You know, uh, a CEO comes in, I'm like, okay, connect me back to your why. Why are you here? Connect me to a customer's why. Let's start there. Talk to me about the culture, the chemistry, how are things going? You got two or three things that we can talk about. Hey, how can I support you? All right, we're going to do it again next week. Mm. You know, my kids get to see that kind of stuff. Right, so I, I do this meeting with my kids, and one of the biggest things we, we do um, during that meeting is we have them do uh, Liver King philosophy, and there's li different LK philosophy every day. I always tell them, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, and people rarely remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So they'll remember how you made them feel, usually based on how you said it. Mm -hmm. So we practice them saying that, and I love the way that they can say things now, especially when there's an audience around. And then their friends practice it. And I'm like, oh my God, your friends are horrific. Oh, my, my kids are really good. Mm -hmm. you know, so we do that at dinner. And then after dinner, um, I walk with Liver Queen hand in hand. We take in the sunset. You know, she normally has an agenda, because right? we're not hanging out all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Right. So she, she's got this piece of paper and she's like checking them off. Like we're going through these things, you know. And so she has that meeting with me. And sometimes she'll even tell me, hey, you said this thing at dinner. I don't agree. Like, here's where you went wrong. Does she take notes of, of things like that? Like you, you didn't put the toilet seat down. <laughs> we got to talk about this. Oh, that's funny. Uh, you gave me this look at this time. I didn't... No, I would, it's, it's much higher level than that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she, she'll let me have it. Like, could you give us an example of uh, like what might be on that list? Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, you know, so Stryker was turning 15 and I say, hey, Stryker, this is your rite of passage. You're going to do barbarian. And uh, she knows, I don't want to say this is probably going to sound wrong or maybe offend a lot of people. Uh, she lets me be the leader of the house. Right. And so she doesn't do a lot of challenging in front of the kids. Right. We talk about that. And then the next day, I'm usually wrong. And I say, hey, guys, I was wrong. Liver Queen, your mom, she told me this thing. Here's where I was wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong. I don't apologize for it. I don't know if you guys know, but primitive culture tribes, they don't even have a word for apologize, right? There's no, I'm sorry. It's, hey, I'll be better. They recognize this was my fault. Here's what went wrong. I'll be better. This is what I try and uh, um, do. And so um, she doesn't want him to do, but she, so we're walking. She goes, hey, I, I, uh, I don't think he can do barbarian. I said, why not? And she goes, I think it's going to hurt him, like permanently hurt him. I said, why? And she goes, because he weighs 120 pounds. He's still 14 years old. And you're going to go make him do this adult workout. Like, this is the whole point of it. I don't know if you guys know what Barbarian is, but it's a 70-pound backpack. you got 70-pound kettlebells in each hand. you got 120 pounds on top of a sled that already weighs 45 pounds. So it's about 165 pounds on a sled. And you got 20-pound ankle weights. And it's for one mile. right? And so um, to have a young guy do that, I knew this would be the hardest thing he's ever done. And it's so much more than physical Right, this is every part of you, right? It's it's almost like, again, um, your physical is gone. Like you, you you can't even make a face anymore. You don't even care. You're slobbering, doing this. You can barely breathe. You know everything. It, it, it's it, there's something else that happens. Right now, when people turn 16, do you know how they celebrate it? Sweet 16. What what is wrong with us? Right. I mean, every primitive culture. They have a legitimate rite of passage to cross this chasm, right? So now they understand the worth, value, and potential. It's legitimate. It's real. It's, a, it's such a severe struggle that they've overcome and persevered and they fought through mm. that now they know something about themselves, right? Primitive culture tribes do this. Our early ancestors did, did this as well. There's the, I don't know if you guys know, but the Spartans would send their young away at seven to a state-sponsored program until they were 20, <laughs> 20 mm. years old, right? Um, the Machiganga, they do a vision quest for three months. Right. Every primitive cult, the Aztec required um, at 12 or 13 years old, you bring back a captive, a neighboring tribe for sacrifice. Mm -hmm. right? It's wild. You know, the Maasai go on a lion hunt at 13. Yeah. 
we have um, Sweet 16 party. There's no real, and this is part of the reason what, what I think we have. I, th I think we have a, a soft manicured man problem today. And, and, and because it takes strength. It really takes hard times to know strength. And we no longer require hard times in the month because everything can be easy today. Yeah. Almost everything is easy today. Um, if you're hot, which I'm hot, um, <laughs> we, we, we turn down the thermostat, right? If you're cold, you just go inside. You know, like if you're thirsty, you have a drink. It's like we, 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 comfort's not good for the organism, but we live with comfort 24-7 today. So this is the deal. I say, hey, you're going to do this thing. And she just can't believe it. Like, this is going to hurt him. This is going to cripple him. This is going to disfigure him. And I said, I said, he's, no matter what he's doing, it, no matter what you say to me, he's going to do this. Don't take this away from them, him. He needs to do this. And I need to see him do this. And she's like, well, what if he can't? Like, what do you mean, what if he can't? I don't care how many days it takes to do it. You know, I said, what he needs to know is it doesn't matter how many days it takes. What, what's going to happen is you're going to sleep on the side. You're going to sleep in the trees. I'll, I'll bring you a drink, you know, but you're going to finish it. And so here's the thing. You don't just wake up one day and do Barbarian. You train for it. And so what ends up happening is you do something that nobody else thought you could do. You didn't think you could do it. And then you know what real strength is. And, and this is what I try and tell everybody. Because advice I give to everyone is like, hey, go learn the Barbarian. First, I say, start with Lover, right? And then go learn the Barbarian, train the bar bar Barbarian, become a Barbarian. Because once you know that, you'll know strength. And it's not about your ability to impose your force of will physically. You've crossed this chasm. You figured out something that you didn't think was possible. And so now you can replicate that process and point it at anything as an entrepreneur, yeah. how do as you, a brother. How do you train, though, for the barbarian? Well, um, there's a lot of different ways. You could start with 35-pound kettlebells, right? You could start with just a backpack. You could start with just a – you can deconstruct and do one implement sure. at a time. Or you could have all implements at the same time, just have lighter weights and then load up to it. Um, we, we would go on vacations a couple of months before Striker's Barbarian and uh, – Striker brought his weights with him. He did the barbarian? No, 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 no. But he, he didn't stop oh, training. Okay. He didn't stop training. And so when it was time for him to do the barbarian, he crushed the barbarian. How long did it take him? A couple of hours. Mm. Yeah. Mom's thinking, you know, he's going to be disfigured, you know. And I remember I, I was going to a meeting and uh, I, I, I said, hey, Rav, you check on your brother. If, you know, if he needs something, if he passes out, you know, you, you call an ambulance. And, uh, and she goes, hey, I'm going to go check on him. I said, hey, listen, I got to leave, but you better not. Because if he sees you see him, if, if, if he sees his mom look at him that way, he's done. And so she, she didn't go and check on him, and he killed it. He kicked ass, right? And, and again, that confidence that they gave him. And immediately after that, we went and did a sacred hunt. It was his first hunt together, our first hunt together. And he takes an animal, right? He gets that connection with the land, with the animal, with me, right? What you're capable of, how you can provide for yourself. You, you combine these forces together for somebody who's not even 15 yet. Right. To realize these types of things, you know, when you look at somebody who's been to these sorts of depths, you see it in their eyes. You see what they've been through. Right. I always say, how can you scale and lead a company if you can't scale and lead yourself? How can you scale and lead a company if you're a pussy? It's not an easy thing to do. So go learn the barbarian, train for the barbarian, do the barbarian, be a barbarian and renew that rite of passage frequently. Again, once you know that, you know that you can point that process at anything and everything at any time, especially as now, an entrepreneur. I'm curious, how would this strategy be different if you had a daughter? I don't know. I don't have daughters. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Graham, we should do a barbarian. Would you do it? Yeah, I'd be open. You got me all hyped up. I want to do a barbarian <laughs> so bad right now. You, you, you know that what? sounds it, fun. It's yeah. the greatest gift for you, man. Like, I would love uh, uh, to have you guys come to my neck of the woods. And to do it. I'd be open Easy. Yeah. I mean, tell us one, man. I would go. Okay, so to be continued, we're, we're going to commit to each other. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going hide to hide the, hold this in high honor right, yeah. to each other. Um, but Because uh, you're, you say it with such stoke, mm -hmm. which I love. 
but I'm telling you, this will change you, right? This will, so, so if you were to say, hey, you got some advice for me to be an entrepreneur, right? I, you've heard me say this five times, but it start with liver because liver is king. Learn the barbarian, train the barbarian, become a barbarian, because once you do that, you're gonna know strength. It will change you forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, after that, I say, get really clear on your why in the world. Again, if you know your why and it's altruistic, you're gonna be a missionary and people will follow you. You make that public and then you can find true believers. You have all their discretionary time when you have a true believer. They'll go to the edge of the earth for you, right? You don't have to micromanage anything, right? These guys are gonna come up with ideas while they're on the shitter, when they're driving. They're not thinking about other things because they've been through the same thing. They've been through the depths of the struggle. Their kids were born so underweight that they thought they would lose their kids. And then their kids are robust and healthy and kicking ass in life. And they want the same for other kids, right? That are, that are born the same way. And then the last thing I always say is take massive action in a singular direction without pivoting. Cause we see this all the time, right? P- people select to do something. Oh, hey, this other market's cool. Let me do some of this, right? You don't have to pivot when you know your why in the world, right? When you know your why in the world, go in that direction. And within a couple of years, I guarantee you're gonna be a millionaire. But what's way more important than that, again, it's easy to achieve. It's easy. All you got to do is work hard, mm-hmm. be focused, right? Do the things that are required to become a barbarian and you will easily achieve. But how much you want to bet your life's going to suck? Most people, I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a, I bet you guys know a lot of them. They don't love their lives. They might love the things that they have. They'll tell you they love the things that they have, right? But if you don't have someone to share it with, to really have this kind of connection with, if you don't have an altruistic mission in life, really to connect with people, to really help, it's like, you know, all value is not created equal. Right, I got, I got three companies doing $100 million. Is that equal to three strip clubs doing $100 million? Is it equal to three soft drink companies doing $100 million? Is that kind of value equal? There's no way, mm-hmm. right? One is helping the human condition. One is unraveling the human condition. So that's why I always say, I'm gonna just repeat it. Start with liver, because liver is king. Learn the barbarian, train the barbar- become the barbarian, forthcoming, right? And then get really clear on your why in the world. Only hire true believers and then take massive action in a singular direction, and you're going to achieve. I got one last question for you. What is your workout routine? I, do, you, do you have a set schedule? Like What, what I can I do to look like that besides liver? Well, th- this is the craziest thing. Yeah. It's all nine ancestral tenants. What, what it all boils down to is hormone optimization. right? If you sleep like shit, you're going to tank your hormones. Your testosterone will be at 50% at where it should be. If you don't believe me, go sleep like, take, take a baseline testosterone and go sleep like shit for three days. Mm-hmm. And then how much you want to bet you come to Liver King House where everything is perfect, pristine sleep conditions, and where you thought your testosterone was as average, how much you want to bet it goes up by 50%, right? If you sleep like shit, you're going to tank your testosterone. If you eat like shit, which most people do, unbeknownst to them, right? They're, they're, they're consuming liquid calories and seed oils and other processed shit. It's going to tank your testosterone. If you move like shit, which most people are, well, you, you've been working out for how many days in a row? Well, I've been working out for 12 years, but I took a bit of time off in COVID and I put on 15 pounds. So I'm trying to lose that 15 pounds good. by being dedicated to it. And um, yeah. do you lift heavy things? I do. Okay, good. Yeah. Because you probably know that's where it's at. You know, a lot of people think that, that, that they can outrun a fat body. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much I got to tell you, right? Our basal metabolic rate at rest is when we burn 80 to 90% of our calories. And that's determined by your lean muscle mass. So you got to be lifting heavy things. So if you lift heavy shit, you're going to optimize your hormones, right? If you shield like shit, which is the fourth tenant, mm-hmm. if you have your cell phone next to your dick and balls, this is not good for your testosterone. Where's your, where's your phone? Oh, right, shit. right there. <laughs> and, 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 and if you don't believe that me, explains it, Jack. No, mine's way over there. I threw oh, it across the room. Yeah. So yeah. every cell phone Just company, yeah. if you read the packages, it's going to yeah. tell you that there's ionizing radiation that it heats up. You shouldn't have it ne- next to your head, right? 
people have it right here. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. Right. Um, and this is not, this, there's several tenants here. Right. And so once again, I'm going to make shield really simple. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night, put your phone in airplane mode. Don't put it right there. Just do that. You're going to be good with shield. You're going to be way further along than, than most people. The fifth ancestral tenant is connect. Right, get your bare feet connected, anchored, grounded into the earth. We're electrophysical beings. Every single cell in our body is electrical in nature. And what do cells do? They signal to each other to create tissue. And then tissue signals to express an organ. And then organs express our human being. Every single cell is electrical in nature. The earth has a slightly negative charge. We've recently disconnected from the earth. We have rubble-soled shoes, elevated beds, buildings, cars, right? When's the last time you had, you, you have your shoes off right now, so I hope, hope you guys have a good answer. When's the last time you had your bare feet connected to the ground? The earth, outside, not inside. Three hours ago. Oh, yeah, I can't stand it. I love it. No, I don't like <laughs> it. Why not? I don't like it. I, I always wear socks. I don't like my bare feet touching anything, especially anything outside. So just do this. We're cotton socks. You need to get some cotton socks. It has to be native material. If you have sure. polyester socks, um, this, this is a substrate that doesn't allow you to conduct with the earth, All connect right. with the earth. Again, this costs nothing. Sure. Right? And it only is a, is a small investment. And every one of these stacks and compounds, right? that's a fifth ancestral tenant. The sixth one is thermal pressures. We always evolved with thermal pressures, being really hot and really cold. We have heat shock proteins. We have cold shock proteins. Right? We have uh, The reason why I'm hot right now, the reason why I'm sweating is because I have such upregulated brown adipose tissue. It's metabolically active, right? I get in a cold plunge at 34 degrees for 10 to 15 minutes a week. And so I've upregulated this brown, so it's, it's metabolically active. I go through a bit. So without getting into too much of it, right? We evolved with thermal pressures. We've recently taken this out of our life to our detriment. Getting the sun, most people know about the sun. Right? Most people know that it's going to give us adequate vitamin D. Most people know it's going to give us a nitric oxide dump. Most people know that we need that to optimize our testosterone. Every single one of the, there's only two more actually. I'm just going to go through mm -hmm. them. Fight is the eighth ancestral tenant. You guys already have this in your lives, right? This is not like physically fighting, mm -hmm. right? This is having a purpose, a passion, a promise, an altruistic goal in your life that you can't wake up and sprint towards because you know the difference that you can make, right? Now, if you got something like that to fight for, in contrast to somebody who wakes up and is aimlessly wondering about life, right? Um, now, if you take the literal example, when somebody wins a fight after a UFC match, right? If you take their baseline testosterone, you win the fight, you look at how much higher that is versus the loser and how much lower that is. It's pretty massive. Well, this is what we do on a longer term tra trajectory. We have a purpose and passion, a real fight, a real purpose in our lives, right? So then the last thing is really how we bond. All of these things affect our hormones. All of these things affect our neurochemistry, right? And if we put down the damn phone and we have more of this culture, this chemistry, this electricity, right? What this does for our dopamine and our hormones, right? If, if you're not bonding with people, right? And you have a scarcity mindset, you're going to be in, in predominantly a sympathetic state. You're burning glucose for fuel instead of fat, instead of being in a beta oxidation state, right? What you need to do is put down the phone, do this sort of thing. And all of these things. So you're like, hey, what do I do? Mm -hmm. If you do these things... How much you want to bet you're going to be like, holy shit, I never thought for a minute that I could express what I'm expressing now, physically, in business, as a partner, as, 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 as a partner in business, as a partner in relationship. You're going to be so much better. Again, you get better in life as a person. You get mm. better in all your roles and goals. And it's like you have superpowers, right? So you just start doing these things, man. And how much you want to bet it's less effort than working out as hard as you, you're working out. It's more sustainable and it's infinitely scalable in the sense that like you, you said you're 32. Yep. You, you know, how, if you do these things, you know, the, the 40 year old version of you mm -hmm. is going to crush the 32 year old version.
And I'm sure that you already know that from like a, a mental, social, emotional standpoint, especially sure. from a spiritual yeah. standpoint, right? But from a physical standpoint, you do these things, right? All this stuff comes together. You know, the, 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 um, I know that you said last question. Mm-hmm. That's the answer to that. Does that does that make sense? Kind of. Like, do you do chest days, bicep days, back days? I want to know, like, your workout routine. Like, okay, I'm, I'm like, going to give you that. You yeah. the, the fundamental <laughs> thing is the fundamental thing. Okay. That's what I told you. Sure. Um, and, and then the supplemental thing is getting into the gym. It's one of the ancestral tenants. Mm-hmm. I do do stuff like that. Um, so I, I, on Monday, I call it leg day, predominantly squats. Okay. Um, and then in the afternoon, I'm doing some kind of metabolic condition, predominantly sprints. I'm never getting on anything doing chronic cardio. You're not going to catch me doing a slow jog, doing a slow row. If I get on the rower, the assault bike, or the skier, I'm doing 15, 20-second sprints as hard as I can. I'll take a two-minute break in between. And when you do that, that, that's resistance, right? Mm -hmm. You're building strength, power, explosivity, and hypertrophy into your metabolic conditioning. So, uh, uh, so on Monday early, I do legs, emphasis on squat. Then I do metabolic conditioning in the afternoon. On Tuesday, I'm usually doing... Chest in the morning. Sure. Uh, back in the afternoon. Okay. And then Wednesdays, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. I spent about an hour doing core work, just doing sit-ups, GHD, unilateral carries, like really crazy things. Sure. And, uh, and this is part of like my psychosis. Like you guys, uh, uh, I, I don't, I've never said this before. Sometimes I think I'm a little fat. Right, you're thinking it's crazy, what? right? Listen, I get it. Yeah, I, oh I, I get gosh. it. I probably yeah. should have said this on Diary of a CEO, but like, you know, I store my fat in my love handles, and I'm like, shit, man. But this is what I say: if I do an hour of core work on Wednesdays and an hour of core work on Sundays, which I do on my rest days, yeah. I do those things, right? If I can build up, like from like I build my ab muscles with heavy weights, like doing heavy things, I'm like, if I can do that, I can feel better. Like I'm, I, I'm it's like it's okay. Like if, if I had some fat around my love, like I'm okay with that because here's the thing. If I go into a calorie deficit and I really get lean, my, my brain doesn't fire. Right. And it's too important for me to, for my brain to fire because of the job we have to do. But if I can get myself into the gym for an hour on my rest days and all I do is <laughs> set up some GHDs yeah. and the, the crazy things I do, I'm like, I can build my ab muscles so big or, or I got ab implants yeah, sure. or whatever, you know. Um, so that's what I'll do on Wednesdays. On Thursdays, I'll do lower body again with an emphasis on posterior chain. Cool. So like today, I did, I did a 500-pound deadlift. Um, I, I did a lot of deadlifts. I did reverse uh, uh, Romanian deadlifts. I did some GHD. So I do a lot of that stuff. In the afternoon on Thursday, I do a, another metabolic conditioning. And then on Friday, basically, re- my, my Tuesday is also my Friday. Chest in the morning, back in the afternoon. Okay. And then okay. Saturday is barbarian. What do you do if you travel? It's Same not thing. like... But how do you work out like a 500 pound deadlift if let's say you're at the, do you just find a gym? So I bring my weights with me. (laughs) Really? How do you fly? I don't think you fly, you drive, right? I fly in an airplane. Huh? You, do you just fly like a normal plane? You can take massive plates on we play, that? We, we fly in like a, a Citation or a Latitude or a Sovereign. So these are private. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you could load up. You, you take a lot of weight. You know, so uh, I, I take my weights with me if, if for some reason, like. But you're staying at like the penthouse. Like, where do you set that up? Yeah, they set it up. I, we set it ahead of time. Um, I will say this. I got the most incredible assistant. Her name yeah. is Kimberly. I think she might be in the room. Um, I raise my voice a lot to her. I don't tell her how much I appreciate her, how great. But there's no possible way we'd be here doing what we're doing if I couldn't focus on what I need to focus on. I get to the penthouse suite and all the weights are set up. Really? Right next to the office. Everything's already there. Everything's perfect. Perfect. I got sets of dumbbells. I got bars. I got machines in the penthouse. 
<laughs> the fit out. That is insane. But, but think about this. Um, uh, yeah. If I don't have to think about that at all, right, I get to focus on the most important things in my life. I, I have the most incredible team that takes care of all of that stuff, right? I mean, we, we have Liver King Chef Lionel who takes care of all the food. We got Kimberly and, and Dan, who's the estate manager, that takes care of everything from a personal standpoint, sets up everything. It's flawless, right? I mean, we, we have so much help that we can focus on what we can be the best in the world at. And so sometimes I've, I've heard people trying to give you guys advice. They're like, hey, get some help. You know, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen if you do? And they don't create convincing value, right? And I always tell people, mm -hmm. hey, man, you're going to come on for 90 days. Give me convincing value. Make it so easy for me. Sure. Right. And if you don't, it's okay because we're going to, it's a 90 day interview. Let, let's just know we're going separate directions afterwards, unless you make it convincing. So go make it convincing. Yeah. And, and then a lot of people rise to the occasion. And if they don't, Hey, cool. We already had our exit strategy. We're right. going our separate directions anyways. And then you get to see how you can scale and grow because all you want to do is focus on the things you can focus on yeah. and how much you want to bet. It gives you the free space in your head that you never thought you had the free space in the head. Because a lot of people talk about like time, right? It's focus. Focus is number one. And then I believe it's time after that. And, and you can focus on the things you never thought you could focus on. When, when you know you have this incredible team around you, now you can focus on your why in the world. And now you can amplify that so deep. You know, we talk about the 20 cent coffee, right? Mm -hmm. And the avocado toast. And, and this is one thing that, that at least I wanted to bring up yeah. is like, how do you grow and expand, right? And have this mega philosophy of abundance while you're contracting, and having that kind of scarcity at the same time. And this is a legitimate question because, you, you, yeah. you know, um, I, I would really like to know if you think it's possible to do the same. I do. I've realized uh, over these last few months that I really enjoy simplicity. I take a lot of pride in low overhead. Just me, Jack, Alex. We know we got a small team. We're all friends. That's where I'm the happiest. And so everyone has told me, you know, scale, do this and that. Honestly, I'm my happiest just keeping it small. And I think that's where... I found my niche and it's going to be different for everybody. But for me, I really enjoy just that sort of lifestyle. What's happy for you? Uh, I would say just getting to do what I want in a day without any obligation. I always do the same thing, but if I don't have to do it, it just, it makes me more open. You know, Tony Robbins said that happiness is one word. It's progress, right? So when I hear that people are content and they're happy doing the same thing, what they're doing, I'm like, are you? Right. Because like if you can make progress physically, mentally, intellectually, spiritually, right, holistically, and you grow mm -hmm. like that, you know, and this is why we stay in the penthouse suite, the biggest suite that there is, because I'm like, I need room. I need room to grow, to express my highest and most dominant form. And if you put me in a 400 square foot cage, like, you know, th this doesn't feel right for me. And so I did want to bring this up. Yeah. But because um, because, man, I think that you guys ha have something incredible going here. And I've been looking for this opportunity. And when um, Steve will do it. Gave yeah. Kyle this necklace, you know, and then Kyle looked at me and Kyle saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And, you know, that kind of leadership, that kind of recognition meant, to, meant the world to me. So I thought, OK, so how does this thing go forward now? And I didn't know. I thought a lot about it. And he said, hey, you keep this for a while. You feel the gravity of whatever this thing is. And what this is, is abundance. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, this kind of necklace, I had this thing appraised. You wouldn't believe this is a six figure necklace that this guy gave to this guy. Kyle from Nelk, full sin. We're sharing a happy <laughs> dad. And for whatever reason, yeah. he looks over at me. And he says, hey, man, you take this necklace, right? And you wear it for a while. You, him, him, and I've never sure. seen him so serious. He goes, he, he, he almost like pulled me by the collar I wasn't wearing. He's like, um, you promised me you're going to do that. And then you promised me you're going to pay forward. Right. And again, this is about abundance and philosophy and spreading this kind of message. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to do is I want to give it to you. 
dude, are you are you sure? I'm 100. Am I, am I the guy? Are you, 100%? The reason why I'm such 100% Jeez. is, 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 is in you, part man. because yeah. I'm so convinced what I'm saying is accurate. Yeah. Because my wife and I came from a point of, in our lives where, where the scarcity mindset changed our lives, right? Because we were in the single digit margin business for so long. And then we got down to one car and it was simple, right? And, and we were happy. That's what we called it, mm-hmm. right? And then what we figured out is um, as we started to branch out more, because we got a little bit comfortable. It's like, you know what? We, we have such a nice cash reserve now. We have assets in a way that something catastrophic can happen and now we're good forever. And the freedom that that gave us to go and explore allowed us to find our true cause in life. And, and I, I'm not expecting to change your philosophy overnight, sure. but I want you to be able to feel the weight of this. And I want you to be encouraged you know, to say, um, you have the way that you want to be. Mm-hmm. But I want you to at least be encouraged to, to lean into that abundance a little bit more and to just know you've got opposing forces sure. and still keep keep that one, right? It's still simple, but maybe maybe you could pay a little bit more for that coffee sure. next time and right. lean into that abundance. Can we be good on that? Deal. Oh, yeah, Thank yeah. you, man. Well, I, you know what's that funny? That is insane. Holy crap. I, <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm, I'm waiting for the, the prank. I'm waiting for the prank. Be like, nah, I'm just kidding. I it's practiced, a replica. This out. Yeah. I practiced taking this off. Are you serious? Five times at the hotel. I'm like, how do you take it off? It wasn't easy, um, and here's the deal. I'm not going to put it oh on you. Oh my gosh! But uh, and here's the deal. I don't. Yeah. I don't wear this stuff, right? I don't wear. If you've ever seen me on a podcast, the only yeah. podcast it was Nelk, right? And so I really thought I about like this that. Today. I'm glad you had the drink on Nelk, by the way. Yeah, you yeah, know what? Me day. too. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, <laughs> it goes like that. You just put it in there. Oh but my I, gosh. I, I wore this today because I wanted to give it to you because that I, I was insane. that shirt. Now, how do I know who to hand it off to next? You know, you'll know. Really? Here's the thing. I didn't. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. Right? I, had, I had no idea, but he, but. Just promise me that, that, that you're going to do this. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Graham, hold on to it for a little while. All right. All right. And then when it's time, I know that you're going to give it to the person that deserves it. Deal. And here's the deal, Jack. Okay. I got something for you, bro. Oh, you did? I was not. I'm just happy for my buddy, Graham. Okay, good, because I was just joking. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, no, it's seriously. I... But with all seriousness, I brought this for you. No, you, no, no. you didn't. Listen, it's, it's really special to me, and I, I want to show you why. Look, look, no. at the, look, no. look, look at the back of that. No, no, right here, right here, oh. the back. Come on, what's wrong with you? So here, here's the thing. Um, it says loyalty, and it's loyalty above all, because that. Oh wow. That this watch represents something incredibly important to me. There's a, an OG group of guys that took me in when nobody would take me in, and so I had this the same watch made for this group of guys that took me in when nobody would take me in. And when we started this podcast, I told you guys why I'm so appreciative. Right. I desperately need invites like this. I need these sorts of platforms. And, and trust me, when, when I give this to you, it's probably not even for you. Right? This is more for me. Right? And the, imagine how I feel right now to be able to gift this to you guys and also knowing right, that, that the principle behind here right, is abundance, it's growth, it's expansive. Right? Because again, what I say is you can't contract and live a life of scarcity while being abundant and growing and leaning into these incredible things. And the talent that you guys have, it's such a, you're expressing such a small fraction of it. And I can't wait to be plugged in to see what you're doing down the road to do a part two here. All right? I, I, so this is the thing. I, I wear a $20 Timex watch. Yeah. I, I had these Liver King shorts made. They're cotton. They're like $10 each. I had 500 of them made, so I never have to buy them again. And um, that's all I wear. I wear a $20 watch, I wear the $10 shorts, I, I, I wear a hat, I wear a hat. Sure. Um, and so uh, I know you got a badass watch. And I know you got some guests on here with like watches, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna wear my fanciest watch. 
I'm wearing my necklace over here. That's crazy. Uh, and, and, but uh, Liver Queen could tell you before before coming over here, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God, am I really going to wear this? And I, and I thought about Steve will do it. And I thought about Kyle. And I thought about what this stands for. I thought about how important this is. And I thought, why do I care how I look when, when what this stands for? You know, so much bigger than us, right? So we have our whys in the world, the kind of good that we're doing. Uh, I, I'm so, when I, what I said in the beginning, I'm so grateful that you guys had me on the podcast because people are hurting, right? There's something that they can do today. It's the nine ancestral tenants. It will change their lives tomorrow and it costs nothing, right? This is what I want to model, teach and preach. And, and, and I wanted to leave this, you know, in a way that people will remember. That is insane. I think Jack is still in disbelief. <laughs> still waiting for the... Uh... I, I can't believe it. I really can't. <laughs> I almost cried. Good. I actually almost yeah. cried. That's it. I noticed I that hold watch it as in. soon as you came in. I'm, I, I did too. And, and I think yeah. that your buddy has the same one too, right? Or I'm, he has a very similar Submariner. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but here's the thing. That's I, nuts. It, it's, uh, you know... You guys, when, when there is an opportunity, I've never done a podcast like this, right? I mean, I've, I've done other mainstream podcasts, but I've never done a podcast, a business-oriented podcast. Sure. And there's so many people that are in, interested, you know, in this category. And, uh, and the first time was like, you know what? I am an entrepreneur. Like, I'm an entre like, I could talk about this. I don't have to really get ready for this podcast. I'm like, mm. I, I know this stuff. Um, and, uh, and then I realized, like, what an incredibly important thing. You know, I know that I can help spread a message that's not just about how we achieve, but, but you know, again, we got the science of achievement, the art of fulfillment. I got something that I want to say, and you guys gave me the platform to say this. I, be I believe that the value is beyond reciprocal. I would say I got the lion's share of it, right? And, and then Alex Sharfin used to always say, you know, the best way to get into momentum is to give it to somebody else. You guys know what this stands for. I know what you're going to do with that. I can't wait to see who that lands on next. I know. Right? Who that lands, yeah. lands on next. That's a lot of pressure to... to See who gets this next. That's what I thought. Yeah. I started writing down all the names. Right. Uh, and, and then I thought, you know what? This is taking up a lot of headspace. And then I just settled on, you know what? Kyle told me. He's like, you'll know. You'll know. And, and then I just put it in the safe. And I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, and, that's and, crazy. And then I knew. Yeah. I knew. I'd want to run it by you before I hand it off. Like, just to make sure... It gets approval, like up the up the chain of command. Uh, yeah, I, I would yeah. trust in the process 100%. Oh my gosh. I, I thought, I said the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to ask Kyle, what kind of stipulations? I was like, hey, right. Steve will do it. What kind of stipulations are there, you know? Um, and then I became so confident in it. I, I became so clear in that this was the right opportunity. You know, once again, I know my why in the world. You know how many people are going to hear this? Mm. Because it's not just like a mainstream podcast where the, the way I see this is you have mega influencers, you have entrepreneurs right, that are so dialed into this that have teams, right? And so to be able to affect people at that level that are leading to affect people at that level is a really big deal to me. Yeah. So how much you want to bet when, when it's time, you, you don't run anything by me. You'll get to know. Ah, thank you, man. The serious, I'm blown away. I'm still waiting for like, it's a prank. Yeah, not a prank. <laughs> I, 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 I can't even put yeah. it on. I put it on, Jack. <laughs> this is a, on. I feel like I, I feel like yeah, I put don't... it on. I can help you adjust. Let me show you uh, real quick. Well, actually, just see if it fits you first, and yeah, if not, uh, I'll help you put it on. I think my wrists are a little smaller than yours. Yeah. Well, let, let, let me help you adjust it real quick. Because uh, oh, inside. Because the other day, oh, do you know how to do it? Uh, you do it. Okay, because uh, it's yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, this part right here, you just pull this down, and then it slides back and forth in here. You see that? Yeah, it's, it's really, really easy to do. So I'm just going to lock it again. See if that's better. If that's not better, you will have, need an adjustment on the other side. I don't yeah, know you how could to always, do that one. You can always just take out one link if you need to. You might have it, to. It's a how long have launch. you had this? Why does it matter? I'm just, I want to know the history of it. Well, the history is deep. 
you know, the, the, the history is what I told you is, um, remember I told you when, when I was 15, the bullying had stopped. It's because there was a group of guys that took me in, you know, and they cared for me and they loved me and they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And, uh, and so I said, you know, guys, it's, it's been decades since I've seen these guys. And I invited them to Liver King Ranch and we all had to get together. And, I, and, and so I gave all these guys the same watch and I was like, uh, that's the history, but that's what you need to know. That's the history behind it. And, and it's a special watch to me and I know it's gonna be special to you, you know, and it means a ton <laughs> for wow. me to be able to get that, it. Dude, that is insane. Oh my man. God. That is nuts. That is a good looking watch too. You, you better actually wear this watch all the time, Jack. <laughs> I have to do yeah. something for you. I have to. I want to. Do the do the I barbarian. Really, yeah, we'll do the barbarian. Yes, we're committed to that. Yeah, we are. We're, we're committed. I to would that. love. I would love to be able to go to Texas and see how you live for a weekend. I'll get there on a Friday, and I want to live like you for one day. That'd be awesome. Like a full Saturday. I think that that, that would, would be make a, an incredible video. video. An incredible. You know, video. Jesse James would West. Do, yeah. uh, do you guys know? I saw is? that. Yeah, I saw he, that. Video. He came to do that. That yeah. guy's a machine. That guy's so impressive. You know, I'm so impressed. Um, his work ethic. Yeah. You know, like what we talk about, man, you, if, if you want an uncommon life, do uncommon things. And, and so, sometimes all you got to do is work your ass off. Yeah. And, and that guy is, is great, his energy. And he, he came to do that. And I was like, I'm going to break him. No problem. I had a little competition with him. I dominated him on all the competitions. But, um, but I would love for you guys to come. We're going to do yes. this. And we're going to do Barbarian. And we're going to hold each other accountable to it. Deal. Is this something where I could come there on a Saturday, do the Barbarian on a Sunday? How much planning do I have to do to do the Barbarian? Well, what I'm going to have to do, um, yeah. I, I have uh, one of my best guys, Michael Rian. Um, he helps to send programs so that you can do this, some of the training for Barbarian ahead of time. Okay. And if you don't have the equipment, we'll send you the equipment, and then we're going to take it back afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but we're going to send you some of that equipment so you don't just show up completely unprepared. Right. You'll do a little bit of training. We like to have at least six weeks of training. So we'll triangulate a date. We'll get a little program together for you guys. We'll send you the implements and yeah. we'll come and we'll do that. And how much you want to bet? I love it when people come to visit me yeah. because a lot of, at first people are like, oh, there's another guy in the fitness category, right? And, and then I was like, oh my God, please don't like pigeonhole me in the fitness category. And then uh, Mark Bell said, hey, the least impressive thing about you is your physique. And I know if you come hang out with me and spend time with me, what you're going to say is the least impressive thing is your physique and your family is the most impressive thing. And I don't think that you can have this kind of family, you know, unless you're creating value in the world. And I would love for us to spend some time together. And I would love for you guys to, to see that sort of deal. It's a too. deal. Thank you so much, man. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Thank this you. is incredible. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hug after all yes, this. But yes. Wow. Hey, if we're, if I'm we're speechless, man. If we're wrapping yeah. up, there's yeah. something I always say. Can I say it right now? 100%. Absolutely. Okay. The name is Liver King because liver is king. Liver King out. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you Thank so you much, so man. Much. Oh, yeah, this bro. has been Hold great.